0: Welcome to the Mega Blast Podcast. I'm your host, Jason McDonald. My goal is to get to the truth through conversation. The Mega Blast Podcast is produced by Arts and Opinion, an online journal housed at the archives of Canada. Visit us at artsandopinion.com. I hope you enjoy today's guest. Welcome, Sonny Grunge Jr. Thanks for coming on my podcast.
1: Thank you, Jason, for having me. Obviously, <laughs> okay. it's been so long. Uh, I, when was the last time we saw each other? It was oh, years it's ago. Gotta be twenty, 20 years. years?
0: I, I came to Ireland. Was it twenty? Twenty. Yeah. Wow. Because I, I before I went to Korea, I went and visited you in Ireland. I was living in Europe at the time. That's right. That was in about two thousand and two wow yeah that's incredible it's literally 20 (laughs) years and while you've been over here a couple times but we missed each other you've been yeah i've been
1: yeah i've been back i was in montreal twice in the last 25 years.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your hometown. Well, that was right. enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're one of these expat Montrealers who's like, you know, screw that place, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, well, not really. No, I, I love Montreal,
0: of course. Of course, yeah. yeah. Well, I, that leads me to something I wanted to say before we really get started is I've known you for so long, uh, since I was a teenager, really, that well, it's almost probably, like... probably yeah since i was a kid i mean yeah, yeah. you know and and you're you're about 10 years older than me so there was a dynamic sometimes of sort of fraternal bu- teasing a little bit sometimes right <laughs> which i'm not i'm not <laughs> upset about or anything but
1: are you um, gonna say were you gonna say
0: bullying i, I, I unfortunately i I, <laughs> I feel bad that i almost did say bullied which is kind of unfair but i just wanted to get that on the record because some listeners might hear some of that <laughs> Oh, the well, yeah, maybe, which is which is kind of funny. Um, yeah. Well, you, I mean, the thing is,
1: it's ahead. not like we don't we've known each other so long that it's kind of, a you know, what?
0: Exactly. I, it's, yeah. It's, fun, it's, it's all fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I, I just wanted to just put that out there also because you are the person who I've known the longest that I've had on so far. So it actually caused me a little bit of difficulty in the preparation because usually I don't know that much about the person. You know, you know, right, yeah. like what what can I ask you that I don't know is kind of like harder to Yeah, it is sense, weird. You isn't know? It? So
1: Yeah, I mean the way the way I look at it is I'm, I'm I mean you know we it's not like we were uh, sitting around the the, the kitchen table every day. You know, no, no, it's just hey, that's once true. In a while.
0: So <laughs> That's definitely true, yeah. No, it's true because I, I'm just for, just in case anybody cares, uh, I, I was best friends with your brother, so it's yeah. my best friend, so you were my best friend's older brother, so, you know, we became friends as well, <laughs> but you're right. Uh, okay, um, uh, just I just want to say for the record, too, before we get rolling, the Mega Blast podcast is, again, international. Uh, you're in oh, Ireland. Nice. I'm in Montreal last Last podcast a few days ago was with a man called Milton Fernandez in the Dominican Republic, all about Haitian people in the Dominican Republic and things like, you know, the issues there. So if anybody's listening and they're interested in, you know, the island of Hispaniola, you can go listen to that. It's kind of an interesting uh, podcast, but it's the second international podcast.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I'll probably go listen to that because I've, I've heard things that are not really very good there. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, uh, Haiti, obviously, but I mean, I I know that people are trying to get across obviously all the time. So I would like to, I'd like to hear what's going on there.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's an interesting case because yeah, Haiti, both countries are poor, but Haiti is like extremely poor. I mean, it's like really, it's one of the world's poorest countries. So, you know, you get a, it's about 10 times difference, which might sound strange because they're both poor, but it makes enough of a difference that a lot of Haitians go live and work in the Dominican Republic and many of them stay there and they've been doing this for, you know, centuries at this point. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. I mean, Fanny's part Haitian, my wife, she's Dominican. So, yeah, that might be interesting for you. Um, So, Sonny Greenwich Jr., uh, I'm just going to do a little bit of a bio of what I would think, and then I'd like you to add to it. So, multiple gold record-selling guitarist with the band Bootsauce from the 1990s, Juno award-winning, and you're now a successful vlogger uh, based in Ireland. I want to focus mainly on your your life and work as a musician up to the end of the Bootsauce era kind of thing, but... Is there anything like to add about your your bio to listeners that maybe I missed?
1: Well, I mean, if uh, let's see, I wonder what else I've got. Well, I, I mean, I won a producer of the year award in in uh, Canada as well, and uh, really a songwriter of the year. Yeah, the the A disc, you know the yeah, what, oh yeah, what? yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, one of those, and uh, and I won uh, oh, producing one song.
0: What what? what gave I think, you it, was I think
1: it was Sleeping Booty. I Booty Sleeping Booty. Okay, yeah, that. It was a long time ago, so yeah. ago. <laughs> and a writer of the award as well? Yeah, a few of those actually, and I think those were Sokan awards. Um my ex manager has all of those <laughs> things. And, and and um Alan Baculus, the bass player from offs, stole the award from my house.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and it's it's story. sitting it's
1: sitting at his house
0: now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I I guess you're referring to Steve Shipp?
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. You're so he manager. he has all those awards. So I'm not even sure what the, what they were, but I I know we we won numerous um, songwriter awards as well back in the day. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: I, I yeah. love the way you you're so uh, like most people would kind of have their award up on the mantle, you know, like like your mom has one. I think <laughs> I think your mom has your Juno, and you're kind of like ah whatever I did that 20 years ago. Like you don't see it. You don't seem egotistical about it. Is that
1: no? Well, I mean the, the thing is, I mean. I can't even I, how long was that 30 years ago? Yeah,
0: it's a long time. You know, it's a
1: long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it is a long time. And and I'm it's not that I'm not proud of the awards. I'm a. am man, I, I you know, I love the fact that we won some stuff back then. Otherwise no one would even remember us, I'd say, you know, at this point.
0: Yeah, so it's, you know, it's, it's more that. of it, it's more of a just that it's far back in time so you're kind of doing different things and you're not Thinking about that, or right? Is, is that why?
1: yeah? And also, I, I don't really have enough room to
0: put them up anymore. <laughs> <you know? laughs> That's how many you got, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, got yeah. So many, I don't even uh, have the space, right? Yeah. Well, you... I mean, like, go ahead. But,
1: like, I have one. One of my gold albums is actually in in a pub here in Kinsale up on the wall, because they had nice. a bunch of you know pictures of albums and stuff like that. So I say, hey, here, look, you might as well put this up on the wall. You know, just it seems That's like so the cool. right thing to do when I get. That's
0: that's like Montreal, uh, you know, Montreal boy goes international and there's a a piece of us in Ireland or something like that, right? You know, yeah, no, it's, I think part of it is too, this is almost a personal observation. You've always seemed very forward looking as a person. You've always seemed very like thinking about what you're going to do and it's aspirational might be one way to think about it rather than sort of what you've done and nostalgic,
1: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not really sure about that, but I I mean, certainly since um, since I stopped drinking and doing drugs and all that stuff, the uh, (laughs) I've been looking more forward. (laughs) Uh, You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I guess there's there's kind of.
1: I mean, go ahead. It's 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 at least now I can remember what I did yesterday. You know.
0: (laughs) Well, I suppose there's there's three ways you could orient yourself. Generally, be nostalgic, looking backward. You know, be aspirational, Mm -hmm. looking forward, or just be sort of hedonistic and living in the now. Maybe hedonistic is the wrong word, but and so you've lived your life mostly in the present and future rather than thinking about nostalgia for the past. Mostly, I think if if that makes any sense, that's Um, how how I see. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I I always. I mean, i I suppose my just the kind of the way I am is I'm always looking forward. But I, I, I like hedonistic as well. <laughs> I mean who yeah. doesn't?
0: Well we all well, yeah, most of yeah. us do, except that it gets a little tired after a while, you know, when you, you are yeah. doing the hedonism thing, it just gets I don't know. That was my experience with it anyway. It gets you start to I, I found myself I get sort of self loathing too. I don't know if you go through Yeah, that.
1: see I never got that. I never I, I never had that that issue, but I did have the issue of You know, being drunk for years at a time. You know, right.
0: That's that's, that's a problem, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it definitely was a problem, you know? Okay. And it's funny when you're in it, when you're in it, it doesn't seem like much of a problem. Well, you're drunk. I mean, I realized, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I realized I was, I I lost a lot of time, right? You know, and I I wasted a lot of, uh, well i wasted a lot of a lot of my life basically you know just going out and getting wasted and partying you know instead of actually working on what it is that i really like doing which is the music you know
0: interesting yeah so you you view it you view it as a net negative in the sense that the time spent might be could have been more interestingly applied uh,
1: yeah you know i don't i also don't want to be one of those guys that's like you know uh you better stop drinking yeah yeah, room, yeah i guess. It's, not, <laughs> yeah, it's not like yeah. that i don't. you know yeah. I, I i don't i don't really mean that at all but what, what i do mean is that i realized that you know uh i i basically wasted a lot of time partying yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's it really you know and and it was fun and that's, i don't yeah. regret Well, I think
0: that's that's a really good point. I mean, with my students, sometimes when that comes up, I think they kind of expect me to be like sort of wagging my finger. And I'm like, well, no, you know, drugs can be fun. Then booze can be fun. Like it can be really a great experience to be going out and doing stuff, getting drunk and having fun and all that. So the question is how you manage it and integrate it into your life and how, you know, how much of it you're going to do and all that, because... If it's just like experience that or don't experience that, I would say go ahead and do it. Try it, you know. Yeah, well, I I mean
1: yeah but also you know you got to be you got to be careful too it's not it's not it's not like we don't know a lot of people that uh, didn't make it through all of this stuff you know yeah oh yeah
0: yeah we all have friends and and, uh, former friends who kind of you know stumbled too far down that uh, pathway yeah yeah for sure and ended up you know not not so well off okay um, I wanted to, I want to go through, I really want to spend time talking about Bootsauce because that's really where our mm-hmm. lives intersected more. But um, but I wanted to start off with um, your childhood and musical influences. I wanted you to talk about what you listened to and uh, things like that. You know, I don't know, um, when you were a kid, right, Well, I, a I teenager. Mean,
1: yeah, the, the Beatles would have been the first real thing, I would imagine. You know, the first album that I bought myself, was uh, the white album? Oh, and I, nice. bought from, I bought it from Eaton's. <laughs> Those, <laughs> you remember Eaton's? I don't even know if it's still there. But uh, uh, yeah. they had a yeah. they had Sorry. a delivery service, and uh, I I bought the album with my own whatever uh, you know my the money that uh, my mom or dad gave me to spend on stuff and and had them deliver it to Longue, nice <laughs> right on on the South Shore, you know, <laughs> South Shore boy. So that was the first album uh, that that I ever bought myself. And let's see, what else did I do? do? Um, I saw funny things. Like I, I went I went with my Uncle Walter to see uh, Tony Orlando and Dawn.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Tie yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. <laughs> but I suppose I was only kind of eight or something. So it was or eight or nine, you know, so it was kind of, yeah, amazing. Saw them in Toronto, actually. Of all places.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: And and I also saw, um, I mean, back back then, I, I mean, I saw the uh, the Jackson Five in, in Montreal with the Commodores as the opening band. Nice. So I mean, we, you know, the music was always there, and of course, obviously, because of my dad and the jazz stuff, the you know, I saw a lot of jazz. I mean, just growing up and sleeping on sleeping on bandstands and whatever else, you know, as a kid, you know. <laughs>
0: I think we share that. I, when I was growing up, my, my my father was involved in a lot of jazz and all, sort of, you know, all unusual, weird musical stuff in Toronto, yeah. and, uh, and also classical music. So I kind of, I think you and I probably both have had experiences. I, me- I remember going to see Guys and Dolls every single weekend for like a year. My dad was playing it right, so I'd just go and but he could yeah, yeah. take care of me. Right, my parents would split up, so I'd go and sit in the pit. And I I, I still yeah, say, yeah. know all the lyrics, you know, just because yeah, like, like you watch a play 20 times or whatever, you got nothing else to do. You start memorizing things, you know. Well, you, you yeah. should
1: go audition for it now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'd want yeah. me. I could play the fat guy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the big fat gambler guy. Yeah. yeah um, it's... that's interesting. So it's sort of a mixture of some pop music. I'm, I I'm aware of the um uh, the, the 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 Michael Jackson concert. It was at Otostad, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the thermostat, yeah. Is you it wrote, gone?
0: Uh, yeah, it's gone. It's been gone for. There's a Costco around there now that I go to sometimes. So yeah, a lot of changes. Madness. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Madness. Yeah. So I, I'm just curious. Like that concert, do you remember anything about it? Just because that must have been so amazing. Is that well? Just-
1: I I, don't, I remember it sort of like, you, you know what I mean. Like I I don't remember any particular thing other than like seeing them up on stage kind of thing. You know what I mean? I don't remember the, any of the Commodores particularly, but I remember being there, if you know right. what I mean. And I remember the autostat, of course, because i have been to see other shows after that, like you know, April Wine and a bunch of other stuff afterwards. But that was the first time I was ever there. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that kind of
0: leads us into as you get into your teenage years, you're listening to a lot of hard rock, right? I remember you mentioned seeing Nazareth and you just mentioned April Wine. So it's a lot of like heavy metal, hard rock kind of stuff that you were in. Yeah,
1: I kind of went, I I basically went to see just about everything there was at the forum. And Rolling Stones? Well, no, never saw the Stones in those days. I saw them in uh, 1980. Where is it? Rich Stadium in in uh, Buffalo. Buffalo,
0: yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's a uh, huge you know, it was, stadium. That's like yeah, a yeah, hundred thousand people, right?
1: Yeah, it was a big, big, big old show in uh, uh, you know they were. The well, that must things. have
0: been a great show. Um, but well, yes. it was. Yeah, yeah, go ahead.
1: But I remember like uh, who was it? Like, it was something really weird. Like Nash to Slash was the was the opening act, <laughs> and there was like you know the like three other bands maybe. Uh, I can't remember, I can't remember, and, and you know, plus we saw things like Heart and The Who, nice. uh, yeah. uh, you know, together, and I think that was at Rich Stadium too, as I remember. We we used to do stuff like that, travel down, you know, to to go see big shows or whatever, you know, anything that didn't come to Montreal, basically.
0: Right, right. And,
1: and also, uh, at the Forum, there was one guy on one door that would let you just like hand him a fiver. And he lets you through. You pretend to rip the fiber and put it in his pocket and let you in. You know, so <laughs> so we literally saw every show. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Yes,
0: I, I think that, that yeah. there was there was once speaking of that kind of corruption at the forum there was the the riot at the Rolling Stones concert in in 1972 had something to do with that. There were fake really? tickets being sold and too many people showed up. And so it was overcrowded, and then there was this huge riot outside the forum. I think it was nineteen seventy two It's kind of a famous there's a movie made about it everything maybe oh right okay well I, I, time,
1: but well i was I was ten, yeah was <laughs> so not so <laughs> yeah. i don't yeah. think I don't think I was seeing the Rolling Stones at ten but um but I saw a lot of shows at the forum I mean I saw everybody i mean, I saw Bob Marley, you know you name it, I've seen everybody really back from those days, and of course it was it was it was the thing, you know. Everyone was there. It was at the, the forum was the place to play, you know the one, the one place that we never did play boots off. That is, you know. Did you want but to? like was was oh, that something you aspired?
0: Obviously, yeah. Oh yeah, the obviously, forum. yeah. It was
1: that was okay. that was the thing, man. You know, I remember you know seeing Ivan get up there and you know what men without hats and do his thing, and I was like, man, this is <laughs> fabulous. You know, considering that we'd only been like hammered drunk like a night or two before that. <laughs> you know the, you know crazy stuff. But yeah.
0: Ivan, yeah, Men Without Hats seem to be the group from your era. You know, I I, I interviewed Chris Berry, we were talking about him mm-hmm. off camera and Boot Sauce. There's a bunch of bands from Montreal, but Men with Hats seemed to be the one that really blew up the biggest from that era. Well I mean they,
1: they, I mean oh well absolutely the the biggest. I mean you know except for April Wine maybe I don't know. Well, I don't see April Wine on The Simpsons. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good point. Yeah, yeah. They're more of a I, 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 drama, I, I, right? Yeah, yeah April but, I, 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 but April Wine were huge too. I mean, and, and they they were really good guys as well. I like I, I you know, uh, fleetingly met every single one of them, and uh, they were always nice. Uh, they were a little bit older than than I would have been. And probably older than Ivan as well. I think Ivan just turned 65 a couple of days ago.
0: Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Well, he was 65. That's, I saw yeah. his birthday. As yet, like,
1: I, like, I said, like I said to him, he says, you get your bus pass now.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can take the Metro for free. <laughs> or whatever. dollar yeah, yeah. twenty-five. Yeah. Um th- th- just you mentioned Nash the slash. I- I've been a fan of Nash the Slash for a lot of Oh, months. I love
1: Nash the Slash He's Such an
0: incredible artist. If anybody listening yep. to this have never heard of Nash the Slash, you have to go on YouTube and look up some videos of this guy. He yeah, I'm not in even the sure. American flag. his face was completely covered, and people didn't know who he was for a long yep. time yeah he was well, well, for
1: the most uh, i I saw him I don't know I mean, probably. 10 times. Okay. And I okay. Never, never knew who he was. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, I saw him in weird places like Winnipeg. And,
0: you
1: know, and he would just play <laughs> well, all my right? He
0: was a, a Canadian artist who wasn't known that much outside Canada. Oh, no, 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 of course not.
1: I mean, but right? the thing is, also, it happened right at the time where I don't even know if there is any video of him around. I mean, there might be. On YouTube, there is. There's not much. Oh, it, but there's it, some,
0: just because yeah. I'm a fan, so I looked him up on yeah. YouTube. But yeah, he's right. So he's so not, he sort he's not, of, not that well known. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I I loved I loved him, man. He was he was the he was the greatest. And plus the fact that he played all on his own, and he played one mandolin. man band. Yeah, yeah, literally a yeah. one man
0: band. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And and you know it's it's funny. It always stuck with me that he played the mandolin as well. You know, because I played mandolin all the time. I've been in Ireland. I've been playing mandolin, not guitar. And he had that electric mandolin. He like <laughs> smash into you know, some crazy <laughs> right. stuff. You know. Like, he also, I mean, was,
0: yeah, he he was he was in sort covered,
1: of covered in blood.
0: Yeah, covered in blood. He was sort of a prodigy musically. I mean, he would set up, he would go on stage, all covered up in his bandages. I saw him once, and he would yeah. set up his kind of you know drum machines to go, and then he would get up and play either the electric violin or the electric yeah. mandolin. I think he also yeah. played guitar sometimes. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I but, don't remember the you know, guitar, but I I, I just the, the mandolin was the thing that always stuck with me. That I said, this guy is crazy. <laughs>
0: I always loved the electric love violin, just because the, I always find the violin as such a great instrument. In um, you know, I mean, it's it's in a lot of bluegrass and music like that. Yeah, know, but things you know,
1: the electric violin always reminds me of like Jean Luc Ponty or something. And, <laughs> and I mean, I, I like Jean Luc Ponty, but it's it wasn't. He was on the sort of on the uh, on the lighter side of the jazz thing, you know. Right. Or or right. at least that's the way I saw it back then. I mean, uh I think that's a reasonable good.
0: assessment of him. Yeah. Kenny G he, is kind of in that vein. I mean, I, maybe that's insulting to well, yeah, I don't see, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think it possibly would be. But yeah. but, but like uh, I mean, I remember we we were rehearsing at uh SIR SIR in New York. And uh, Kenny G was in the next room rehearsing really? as well. So I had to go in and just say hi because it was too funny. And I was like, Kenny G, wow. I know I made it now. Yeah, well, you're in the
0: next room. The yeah, other thing yeah. I, I would say to myself, if I were in your position, is like, he really exists? Like, there's actually a person yeah, yeah. called Kenny G? Like, it's sort of like this thing yeah, yeah. you hear, and you don't really imagine there's a person behind it somehow. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. a
1: funny thing, yeah. Yeah. But the the other thing and and this I've noticed having met a, a lot of famous people over the years uh that you know it's them when you see them you go oh you know you don't you don't mistake you know a look alike for them because there's you know how the, the human eye sort of sees so deeply into someone's face you know if it's them or not and it's like holy yeah. crap <laughs> yeah that's Yeah. <Kenny> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah that sort of raises just some some immediate questions I wonder how good our eyes are because it's I I haven't seen nearly as many famous people as you but I've noticed whenever it's happened um, like when I've seen people that I've seen on TV there's something much more sort of full about their face that I can't quite place when I see them in front of me I can't quite explain it but it's like it's almost—I uh, don't know—it's there's something quite different about seeing a person, a person,
1: well, you, know? The, the, you know. Yeah, but there's a—it's there's a, kind of like a, almost a shock. Yeah,
0: you know? yeah. Like, like, huh? That's really Bruce, them. Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> you met Bruce Springsteen?
1: No, 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 no. Oh, okay. But that was, yeah. that was Steve. That was that was Steve Ship's story. He was in the toilet somewhere, and Springsteen was having a piss beside him. <laughs> And he said, I, "I couldn't help myself. I had to look at his dick." <laughs> oh, oh man!
2: No. Oh god!
0: And of course, yeah. I know. asked the next question. I, yeah. <laughs> like, what's the next? No, one, I, next no, question? I didn't I don't ask. I know, right?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't ask any further than that. Yeah. But I was just, it was just. I remember the, the, the story was so funny at the time that we just like, <laughs> all right, okay, yeah, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so this is kind of like so Montreal in the sixties and seventies, and we've got all the classic rock stuff going on, right? Uh, and you're you're also influenced a fair bit, you know, by the the jazz of your father when, you, especially as a young child. Um, yeah. Or I'm guessing, right?
1: Well, uh, yeah, because that was that's what I was surrounded with. So I saw that all the time. In fact, I knew more about jazz than I knew about anything else before. I guess. I was kind of around, you know, twelve or something. Okay. Uh, then, then I started started getting a little bit more into the rock and roll stuff, you know. Uh, but I think I, I think it was I was fifteen when I saw the, the uh, what was it called a film about Jimi Hendrix mm-hmm. is what it was called. And I saw that in Toronto at one of one of the uh, the old cinemas on Yonge Street, and uh, I saw that. And I said, "Holy smoke man, I could do that." Yeah. I'd love to do that. You know, you set the guitar on fire and whatever, play behind your head and all that. Yeah, so uh that was what really changed my attitude towards guitar and also wanting to wanting to be a rock musician. Interesting. You know? Yeah. Yeah, kind of funny. It was it was it was that movie. And then and then a little bit a little bit further on, uh what really changed my idea about music altogether was uh uh Anarchy for the UK, the song. Uh,
0: interesting, yeah, yeah.
1: Which was punk kinda, rock. to me, it was, well, yeah, but the thing, the thing about it was punk rock, but it was also it, in it, its in its own way, it was kind of like uh, it was like pop, you know. Yeah. It, it was very, very. I mean, it was it was catchy, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Even though, even though that it was meant to be whatever anti-establishment and all that, it was super catchy, and I heard it, I was like, man. That's those guys are something, you know. That's great, interesting, and also the fact that the the riff, you know, the classic Johnny B. Good riff is da did it- da did it- da did it, da, did it, did it, right? Mm-hmm. But they went da it da 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 backwards. Yeah, so wow, I've never noticed they, that before. Yeah, that's it's cool. it's actually the it's like if you're playing in G, you would um, you would hit the low E string instead of going up to the high E on the Johnny B. Good riff. Right. So it's exactly the same riff, except kind of backwards, if you know what I mean.
0: Wow. Yeah, which that's, is cool. That's yeah. such a cool observation. That that reminds yeah. me of, um, uh, in Keith Richards' book, he talks about how uh, satisfaction and Jumpin' Jack Flash are the same thing, but kind of mirrored. Like it's like kind of know. like the notes are and if you listen to I know I know I can see you're yeah. I can see you're like yeah, yeah. it is and they're just kind of backwards the notes go the other direction or something and, well, it's
1: you know. it's I mean that book is fantastic oh right? it's great yeah yeah I love it and and uh, I don't know if if you've seen heard the audio book because he does the oh, last oh, really? half of
0: it. no I, I read it yeah that's and John
1: and Johnny Depp does the first half
0: oh really. <laughs> yeah yeah that's great but
1: it, it was great so but i mean going through it it was like i had to stop you know every every couple of pages and listen true. to the songs yeah it was yeah amazing. yeah no i know
0: <laughs> yeah you're going I through bet. yeah it's, yeah, really it's interesting how i mean it's it, like great pop music is really really hard to do i think like like to get a a, a pop song that's a hit is much harder i think than people um would would imagine somehow like, you well, well i mean o- obviously
1: but, otherwise everyone yeah. would be doing it if it right easy, yeah yeah every, every
0: single know? song written would be a, a hit right so yeah
1: yeah you know i mean and also i mean uh, people's the way people hear music you know is somehow they're they're you know um it kind of belongs to themselves. You know what I mean? Right. Otherwise, otherwise everyone would love the same music. Right. You hear, you hear things different than than I do. And, and you know, all that kind of stuff. And how I also remember as being a kid, like you either liked the stones or you liked the Beatles. Yeah. You you weren't allowed to like both of them. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So you fall
0: down. So you mentioned the Beatles earlier. When I was a kid, my parents were total Beatles all the way. Yeah, I'm like the Rolling Stones as well, though. My my father has has as a my father as a senior citizen now likes the Rolling Stones, which is interesting because I became a diehard died in the Wolf Stones guy when I was in my twenties. Yeah, look back. I don't know if you're like that or not. You know, no Beatles for me. Really, although although I
1: I like I but I I mean I love Keith Richards obviously. Yeah, but uh. But yeah, always a Beatles fan because the Beatles really changed everything in terms of uh, you know, music and and all that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely I mean, really originals. Changed, I mean, they changed the Stones, forget about yes, music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Stones, yeah, the Stones deliberately, you know, sort of marketed themselves as the anti-Beatles. Very, very yeah. early on, that was their. Oh, track, it was, right? it was,
1: it was the best thing they could possibly do. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we don't, we hate those fuckers. Yeah, you know? and meanwhile, they'd all be drinking and doing together. coke together. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in yeah,
0: London yeah. or whatever, they're all hanging out. Yeah, in. yeah
1: exactly. You know, yeah. so I mean, yeah, they, they, I mean, you can see it right. in there's that movie, um, the circus thing. You can see them all yeah, there rock together. Roll you know? Circus, yeah, rock and roll
0: circus yeah. The Stones movie, yeah. Just mm. yeah, you know, a quick film. note about that. Um, do, do you know the backstory on that? Uh, this is, you know, it, it's like it, they didn't release that for a long time, and there's different theories. One theory is that the Who came on and were like ten times better, and the Stones went on really late in the morning, and they were drunk and stoned, So Mick Jagger didn't want to release it because they didn't sound good. I don't. know. Well, I, I, I
1: mean, that was kind of the story I heard is that they, they just didn't like it. Yeah, you know they thought it was, it was they good. thought it was crap or whatever else. So, yeah. but I mean, you know, but also the other thing about that is that you'd see it every once in a while on the late night circuit because you know, oh man, we we've got the Rolling Stones
0: circus here, man.
1: <laughs> you know, because you know it's banned. You can't yeah. see this or, or
0: right, or right. It? It's almost yeah. a marketing ploy in some. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, I mean, and they they certainly did that with that other one. Uh, what was it? cocksucker blues i don't know if you know about that movie of course but that movie the the movie
0: i know about the song but well no, the
1: movie the movie was uh, they had you know picture film of them you know with with uh uh how how would you put it Um group groupies on the airplane and that kind of stuff you know all kinds of crazy stuff like bad stuff so the film was completely banned they wouldn't release it or anywhere else and but of course, we'd go see it every once in, every two years, it would play somewhere in one, you know, Cinema <laughs> Five or something. You know? Right.
0: You'd go you and know. go and check it out because because it, it's all the yeah. cachet of being a band thing.
1: Well, yeah, that's it. It's a band movie. You have to go see the band movies, you know, mm-hmm. like okay. freaks, even.
0: Good. Yeah. So, so I just, I wanted to. So then you, when did you start playing guitar exactly? What was that your first instrument? I mean, was it.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess. I'm, I'm, I guess my dad got me my first guitar for my sixteenth birthday. Okay, and that was that was kind of starting late, really, for being a guitar player. But I, uh, for the first few years, I really played a lot, like you know, four or five hours a day, trying to oh, wow. trying to you know, I, I think it, I mean, every musician does this when they first started. The I mean, yeah. they, they play and play and play and play and play until and you know, um, so. I guess it was around 16, and then I had my first band was Dog Food.
0: Dog Star.
1: <laughs> no, no, Dog Food. Dog Food.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: Right. <laughs> Dog Dog Food was before Dog Star. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wonder
0: why you changed the name. Yeah. Yeah. Was,
1: <laughs> 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 yeah it, it, I remember it was a. Uh, do you remember Bram? Yeah, of course, yeah. know, Brad. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it was a, he came up with the name. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, but that
1: that was that was kind of a, that was our first real band, and uh, I remember uh, it, it kind of it morphed into Dogstar after a while because obviously the you know the name is kind of stupid <laughs> yeah. but fun. But also at the time, you know, it was you know it was the, the vibrators, dog food. Yeah, great, perfect,
0: right. <laughs> Dog Star, so Dogstar became your band as, you know, I suppose, your late teens. Um, I, yeah. I, just the, the name Dogstar, I heard through, in preparing for this, I was chatting with a friend of mine, Ken Doolittle, who you may remember. He's, Ken he's, a, Ooh, yeah, that he's a local guy. About... He, he knows you a little bit, and he knew Jack Middleman. He played with
1: Yeah, you yeah, yeah. I, I remember the name for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He told me that it comes from an uh, some sort of a movie, like an alternative movie. Like no, a, oh, no, no It was star. it's no. it's it's, it's, it's
1: it was it was serious. Uh, the the dog star. It was that's that's where ah, we got it from. Okay, okay. And, and uh, also, what's his name? What's Ke- Keanu Reeves was in a band called Dogstar as well. Really? I, after us, though, I okay. should have sued him.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. did Dog start? Like, did you get any gigs? I mean, did you play like any high secondary school kind of stuff? Yeah, like we did a lot. We did
1: a lot. We we did. Well, as dog food, we did places like uh, what's Westmount High. Okay, I remember I we played Westmount High, and you know that kind of that
0: kind of stuff. And
1: actually, wasn't didn't Kamala Harris go to she Westmount did. High as well?
0: I yeah. think you're about the same age too. So I mean, I'm wondering she might yeah, have but I, she, to
1: you. like she was friends with some of my friends. I never I never met her. Oh,
0: okay. You know, I
1: went looking yeah, you know, um um I I I did meet her. And I didn't know her at all. Um But yeah, is she about
0: like I'm just wondering she, if she was around there.
1: I, I think she might be a couple of years younger than me. Right. Like I'm not positive about that. But, but basically around the same age, right? We had we had friends in common. Let's put right. it that way, right? Um, but and also we did stuff like the the where was it the where Mind was when they moved to the uh, what was it the I can't
0: remember On downtown somewhere Elmer, to,
1: yeah, was it Aylmer? That's uh, where they now. moved.
0: It's in this big oh, well, building oh, right across yeah. McGill on University yes, of that's Denver, it. one of those. Yeah, that's it.
1: They, yeah. Right. So so we did a show there for sure. And, you know, we do stuff like, uh, well, it was Station 10. We did Station nice. 10 loads as well, yeah. Actually, we did Station 10 as Boot sauce once. Really? Yeah, okay. Un- yeah. Un- unannounced. Unannounced. We just, because uh, we had, I'm pretty sure the first album was already out. And uh, I don't know, we were looking to rehearse or something like that Let's ask the guys at <laughs> station 10, they'll take us, they'll take anybody.
0: <laughs> uh, so, was that in the Chris um, Barry? I and mean, then Chris Barry recounted in in when he was talking to me about how he basically built that place as a punk. Well, you know, in no, he 70s he, or whatever. No, this
1: this was aft- after Chris Barry's days, I'd say, but I'm pretty sure Chris Barry probably got us in. When we were Dogstar, though, that's what I was just uh, going
0: to ask. I wonder if that if that was dur- during his tenure there. Just oh, I'm I'm sure. For, I'm for sure because yeah. I
1: remember I remember him talking about you know the the drunk Indian guys and everything else, and <laughs> and, and I remember that our drummer um, fell off the back of the stage because really, you know, it's just a mess in there. You know, it was, it was crazy, but great fun. You know, but um, and like we were terrible, you know, but, but we get up there and play our asses off, you know. <laughs> it was great. I mean, you, we you learned, got to I, practice. I shouldn't right? say we were terrible. Well, terrible is the, the is, I shouldn't like, say we were terrible. We were actually, we were pretty good for what we were. Right. You know what I mean?
0: Uh, Which is a bunch like of Steve teenagers great... who just started learning how to play, right? That's just right. So, so we had it, Steve
1: right. Rudinsky on drums and Carl uh, Roof, who is still uh, playing to this day. Uh, he's in the, uh, what is, um, the Durham Street Poets. You know, you ever heard of those guys? Oh, no. He's the bass player in that band now, and and of, and of course Jack. Um. So Jack was the singer. Um. He passed away a few years back now, but um, yeah, yeah, Sweden, yeah. It was great fun, man. Yeah, Sweden, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's because I mean, I'm just thinking, like, you know, you go see a band, you know, playing in a club like that, and they just started playing, and they're not that tight, but. Sometimes if, you know, you have to do that a lot. I mean, you think about the Beatles going to Hamburg and when they showed up in Hamburg, they probably sounded a bit like you guys. And at the end, they were tight as hell. Yeah, super.
1: Absolutely. I mean, look, I mean, I saw some great, fun shows at Station 10, you know what I mean? And and in fact, I, I don't know if you know why, it's called Station 10 because the cop shop around the corner was Station On 10.
0: Guy Street or Maisonneuve, Yeah, or just whatever.
1: Right? Yeah, I, I yeah. can't remember where it was exactly, but uh, I do remember being a, 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 well, I got pulled in there once when I was a young kid in high school <laughs> playing hooky in, in, in Montreal, you know, oh, in the big man. city, the little, little kid from the South Shore scared, and then the cops obviously Caught us doing something stupid or whatever, oh, man, in there. they and... pulled you in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty think, sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my mother had to come get get me out of there. Station yeah. Ten.
0: That must have been a little bit tough when your mom showed up. I can imagine. Uh... Well,
1: yeah, but I, like I don't remember it being that bad. It was. I, we we did some. I uh, maybe it was even for playing hooky. I don't know. I, yeah, you know, I don't. It wasn't we like we weren't killing anybody or anything, right, right. <laughs> or you know, <laughs> yeah. doing yeah. beanies or anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's just it's interesting to me how a band needs well, that time to kind of get to play, often in front of an audience too, in order to get good, right? Yeah. Well, yes, to a
1: certain extent. I mean, like boots Austin we never rehearsed. No, I mean we rehearsed. You know, eh. I mean. I think it, in all the years we maybe rehearsed maybe fifteen times. Wow, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, we never rehearsed, but but we the thing is because we wrote directly to tape. You know, in those days it was, it was actually tape. Um, so we 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 knew all our parts. All we just did is went and played them. Right, you know, it was kind of fun. Right. Never, never, never really thought of it in 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 that way. And plus, we hated doing anything. Didn't you know? Like rehearsals, all we wanted to do was get drunk. <laughs> 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 playing, playing was just the 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 avenue to the beer.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, I, I remember when you know when the the famous Thunder Home on mm-hmm. Street on the Plateau. Mm-hmm. I remember being there once, and here you guys were in there. I don't know if you were rehearsing or writing music, but. I, there's sort of a story where a, a mutual friend of ours was in there and was actually taping you without your knowledge i don't know if you remember this i won't name the person and well i, I know, I know you're talking of, about yeah exactly so and this person is maybe a little bit you know uh, what's the word for that not not very good socially or has some mental yeah. issues or something And i just remember you you know sort of yelling at him for about half an hour going look you can't you. <laughs> It's like you have to ask. It's like you know, and, and the person, yeah, was like, yeah. what's the problem? I thought it would be flattering for you, and it'd be great in the future. And we'd have you know, and all this. And he was sort of right about the flattering and the posterity and all that. But
1: well, the thing know, is, I think what it was is because in those days, if you had someone like drop your single before it, 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 the record company, you'd be in big trouble, you know, or anything right. like that. Right. You know, well, it's completely different now. I mean, you I mean now get I can, out I can record a single. Well, the thing is, I could, I could record something today and have it out tomorrow. Right, you know? right. Like, it's as easy as that now. And, and In fact, I remember the, the um, what's what's the song? Um, Instant Karma. Like, John oh, Lennon recorded it. Yeah, recorded it one night and released it the next day. Right. But that was the first time that had ever been done, you know, or something like that, you know, that, that, that kind of way. Um, so I think really, I, I we were probably writing stuff. Probably. Because we never rehearsed there, because we never we, we never had a drum kit in that place or anything like that. So we must have been we must have been writing or something. Yeah.
0: I also yeah I remember sometimes you guys would get together also at Alan's place where I lived for a while. You guys yeah. can, would come over sometimes, yeah. and I'd I'd sort of hear you guys kind of banging away on guitars and obviously talking and stuff and writing music basically. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, as I said, we always wrote everything to tapes, so we never actually like. We never wrote anything, like, say, in the jam room or anything like that. We would just, like, come, um, here's my idea, and, you know, okay, all right, right let's that's cool, let's see now. Here comes a sample. Like, what about this sample? Will that sample fit with this? And and we kind of went like that, you know, adding our parts okay. uh, individually and together, you know. But it wasn't like the other bands that would, like, go to a rehearsal room and play for you know, months and months at a time, and you know, try and figure stuff out. We just we couldn't be bothered with that. We were too, <laughs> yeah. you know. That's exactly. Like literally, yeah. literally, literally, all we wanted to do. It's like uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Kenny Laguna said to us, said, you know, I bring you here to my house. I got, I got a Rolls Royce over here. All you guys want to know about is the beer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so. So, just to be clear what you mean by writing to tape, you basically mean you say, okay, uh, bass would be good, like this, you know, E to G, whatever, yeah. blah, blah blah. All right, and then you know, okay, the guitar well, riff and then the rhythm guitar, maybe that would go well. So, you wouldn't actually put it together until you went into the recording studio to record it, but or do it on well, stage, no, we, right, uh, would be another, yeah, place.
1: yeah, that's it. We would, we. We would re- literally, as you as the parts were being written, we'd put them on the tape right there, you mm-hmm. know. So, um,
0: except for the yeah, drum so the track, first,
1: obviously. so the first time, okay. see again,
0: except for Sorry? the drum track, the because you had no drum, uh, you had no drum. No, track, it was right?
1: it was drum loops and a drum machine yeah, for right, the first okay. album. Um, so we did all everything right there. So we would, in fact, most of the time we started from a drum loop. I, I would on, on most of the tracks. I think we started from the beat. It's upwards. Different. Yeah, so yeah. the beat and then the guitar parts would go in and I think Al would normally be the last person unless he had a, a particular line that he wanted to use, he would probably be the last person in. You know, it, it really it really depended. It it was always different, you know. Yeah. But what's well, just interesting but, I mean, but but the that writing
0: I, process is different for different artists and this was your process, right? Your group's process. Yeah, well,
1: I mean okay. it's it's just it's exactly the same for me today even. Right, you know, like I well, I mean, when I uh, all all the stuff on my new records is I do the drum machine stuff here, and then I send Johnny the tapes, mm-hmm. and Johnny takes the, I send him without the drums, and he puts real drums on it.
0: Right, you know? right. But
1: they, it always, I mean, or, or, or most of the time, well, actually, I think I think all of the stuff at the at this point, I would put the drums in first here, and then send it to Johnny.
0: For okay. uh, um, for mean, him to
1: put the real drums
0: on. You mean John Lally?
1: Yeah, John. John he's he's still working with him? Yeah all all the all the drums on my albums are are, oh, are, are John. Wow,
0: that that is yeah. so cool. I, I you know, um, that's I'm glad we mentioned him just because I want to get to the formation of Boot Sauce and all that in a little bit. But um, but I was listening to you know the prep for this. I was listening to a lot of old Boot Sauce stuff. It was really nice. And one of the things I noticed was John Lally plays. Um, the hi hat, the way Charlie Watts plays the hi hat. because he, <laughs> he, I, I was a drummer, right? So I was listening yeah, yeah, really yeah. carefully to the drums. And I don't know if you know this about Charlie Watts. He has this fan. Levon no, here, I, know, I, this know, I know, I know, I know the hi hat, right? Yeah, lifting the hand. Yeah, I and I was just and, and I and, I, and I, I always have to count up myself, and I'm like, wow, he's syncopating the hi hat and the snare. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Like it's an unusual style, you know. It's hard to do. Well, I, if,
1: well if if that happened. It was something that was done on purpose as a okay. gag. You know? Okay. Like, you know what I mean? This was the show in Just Daytona Beach.
0: Mean, this was the show that you put up in Daytona Beach. Yeah. Where you yeah. mentioned some friends yeah. met each other and got married. Uh, and I'm pretty sure. I mean, I counted out myself. I was a drummer, so I'm playing the hyatt. Well, you, 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 you,
1: know. you can actually see him playing the hats there. So you, you'll be able to see. It's not, it's not every song for sure. And, and also don't forget that even during those live shows, there was often samples playing well nice. there was always samples playing and there may have even been drum machine although i can't remember if that was there but cuz we always had a click track coming up at the from the monitors in the front at us so there was definitely um well there was definitely click track and definitely sample sample loops of drums so there it was very possible that but yeah. what you're hearing it could be the sample coming right. out as that well could be But 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 we did know we did know about that thing that weird oh yeah that weird hi hat (laughs) thing yeah because it was it was he's the only guy in the world that did that so like if Johnny did that he did it on purpose
0: you know as as an homage yeah well well, one of the things I will say about it is that like when I learned to play drums you play them together and. It's it's just I, I don't know that I I don't think I could do it because I just naturally they land the same and for me to actually syncopate them would be really hard to do which I think it yeah, takes a drummer to do it is what I'm saying you know
1: It's 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 odd it is definitely odd <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean even back in those days it was only Charlie Watts doing it he claims he was only
0: doing it to play because they told him to play louder. They said, you're not playing. So he claims he wanted to get his hand out of the way so he could raise his left hand to swing harder, supposedly. That's what he says. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's false honesty or, you know, because yeah, it's, it gives a unique sound, you know.
1: Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, as as well, you know, that Charlie was, was into the jazz thing. So it, yeah. it's very possible that it came from that, too
0: that's that's my father yeah. says that um, He's, he, he believes it's something to do with his jazz influence but
1: yeah yeah i i would think more than anything that it came from that because that's that's uh that's a very particular thing yeah and you, you know, also side stick and all that yeah you know? well yeah you know, instead I mean, of I like charlie you know, playing...
0: watts was so old school i think ringo Starr was the first drummer to play the overhand to play the way that most uh, drummers play just so we're clear to listeners if you if you watch drummers from marching bands, for example, they hold the, the the in their left hand because the drummer's over to the side. They have to hold it like with the palm facing up, right? Where, yeah. Where so it, modern drummers, yeah. Go ahead.
1: Uh, well, yeah, they call it side stick, and the side other stick. one is like 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 like, like the, the two handed drums. You know, yeah. well, I, I obviously Overhand? you can see me, but, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's like a chimpanzee. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, well, just, money well, money for nothing. Yeah, yeah, but my father told me the reason why they they played side stick was because in marching bands the snare well, it's, was kind it's of over. It started the side,
1: right. Well, it, it started with the with the Louisiana uh, drums, that whole right. thing, you know. Right, but because and they, they still do them. They still do it to this day. You know, march through the streets. Yeah, the jazz yeah. stuff. Well, military yes.
0: bands too. I mean, it's a yep, yep, it's for sure a thing. But right? I mean,
1: that it all. I mean, all that stuff kind of came around together, you know. Because I mean, they. I mean, if you imagine what was going on back when the days of when jazz was being invented, there wasn't anything else really. Yeah. There was no rock and roll. There was nothing like that. So what they they took it from what was in front of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. military stuff was was right there yeah yeah <laughs> no
0: it's it, it, the the origins of uh, a lot of them like i have a theory just tell me quickly what you think of this theory that pretty much every single form of popular music invented in the last 50 years has its roots in in the u.s south right so you have for example, rock and roll comes out of blues and then you have reggae comes from Jamaicans listening to blues and trying to copy it. And then you have, and then reggae tone and, and dembo and all those other things that came out of the Latin Islands comes from listen, them listening to reggae. And, and it sort of seems like it all, and then rap comes out of rock and roll as well, right? Which, you know, yeah. so... I,
1: well, rock and roll and jazz, but yeah, well, I think I think it was it was a combination of that sort of Louisiana thing and also... What was left over from the African rhythms that that were brought in by the slaves, obviously, you know, yeah. uh, uh, because they would, you know, and a lot of a lot of that sort of um, early Christian music, and not, I mean not not early Christian music, but 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 that sort of swamp music or whatever. Um, yeah.
0: uh, well, certainly uh, con- country it, music, like, like, like spirit, like yeah. spirit, spiritual. spiritual music, you know, yeah. that
1: that kind of thing. Yeah. So that so it was a combination of that. And also the rhythms that were brought in from Africa, mm-hmm. which would have been right up and right up until the 1850s. Don't forget, you know, like the. I mean, it's there's yeah. There's well, technically, technically, a lot of that's a lot of yeah. that's still there. Yeah, you know, as well as what I'm saying. So I think I think it was a combination of those two things, and and I mean, they do say that jazz is uh, like a the last. Actual American style of music that was that that originated in the states exactly, you know what I mean?
0: Because I think that the blues, blues and right? all that. You're including blues well, yeah, yeah, including,
1: including, jazz, including jazz, the blues, so yes, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because I mean, if you ever talk to a jazz guy, as you know, they'll they'll say, "Well, we're going to do a blues tune," and then you well, you won't know where the hell you are. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Because it's not just like, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. But, uh, um. But yeah. So, yeah. I I think that it came basically from from say Louisiana and the African, uh, what was left of of of, of people's memories of the African music. Yeah. You know, in those in in the, in those days, and then everything spread sort of from there. Up, up, so they kind of the Mississippi came, River,
0: typically. Yeah, yeah. You so right, you get because yeah, yeah. yeah. Chicago, because you have different styles, Kansas City, and so on. If you listen to well, Chicago blues, it's basically early rock and roll. Like I mean, the early rock and rollers were Chicago blues, right? You know, the, the, well, a lot of yeah. those
1: guys don't, don't forget went up there. Well, they went up there for work. Yeah, they weren't yeah. from there. Yeah, you know. So I mean, that's uh, they broke yeah, of north. Course. Yeah, absolutely, the term is they broke yeah. north. Break North was the term. North. Yeah, oh, break North. I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, no, it's 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 sometimes called the Great Migration of um, Southerners, including poor Southern whites as well, but but a lot a lot of blacks as well who moved to the. Yeah, North. Well, if you go back to a hundred years ago to places like Detroit,
1: or yeah, of Europe, course
0: they had very very small black communities. Very small, most of the blacks in the United States then as now uh, as now as well, to some extent, lived in what in the former slave states right and yeah. They, yeah, and, yeah. you know and so they moved yeah, to yeah, work of course. and they brought their but as to just going back to the southern states thing the the technically the importation of slaves was banned in in eighteen o five long before the abolition of slavery but so that meant that. The, the the new arrivals, let's say, from Africa stopped happening. So but but what's interesting about New Orleans is New Orleans was the only place in the US South where blacks were allowed. To congregate on Sundays, they weren't allowed to yeah. in other parts of the U.S. South. So there's this place in, in New Orleans called Congo Square. Great name, right? Congo <laughs> Square. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, you, you know,
2: yeah.
0: Right, and and, and they would, yeah, they yeah. would get there. after church. They would go there on Sundays. They were allowed to in New Orleans, I guess, because it's more libertine there, more relaxed, maybe than. Well, other it, it was South. also
1: in 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 many ways, kind of like the French. You know, well, the like movies, the yeah. black guys are no, no, no problem for black people to be playing in France. You know, all through from from the forties onward, or even earlier than that. Yeah. Whereas they would be out somewhere in the states, where, <laughs> whereas going in the back door
0: or yeah, uh, going in the back door to do yeah. a show. And Oscar Peterson, yeah. the famous jazz musician, when he played in yeah, the all all South, had to go in the back door with all the other oh, blacks. Th- th- all of
1: them, yeah. all of them. Yeah. Like I mean, even even when I was a when I was a kid. I can sort of remember it. I mean, it, 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 even then, the racism was much more than it is now. Even though that, now it's kind of more. I, I don't know what it's kind of. I don't know what what what's happened. But back then, I remember I was with my white grandmother, right, and we were in the airport in um, Atlanta, and this woman came up to my grandmother and started berating her for, for having black kids with her. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And It was like, whoa. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know,
1: and like to see it as a kid, you know, there's my granny, but, but my grandmother, you know, stood her ground. She didn't. Take, for, did take she, yeah. I hope
0: she pushed back. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You, pushing, you know, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. My grandson, yeah. and I'm proud of him. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Of course. Of course she, of course she did. But it was, it, but it was just weird because that was, you know, we we're, were we grew up in canada it was it was it was a little bit there but not like that
0: the u.s know. south had a very particular it had a literal up until the 1960s in in law even it had literally a white supremacist structure i mean it, like, oh. actually in, in a literal sense i mean there were laws that favored whites over blacks this is it bothers me a lot when people use the term white supremacy to talk about you know, the United States today, or Canada today, or something, just because. Well, it's I mean, certainly
1: different. Yeah, certainly I mean, it's it's, it's hard
0: to. It just if if you go to if you, if you use the term white supremacy for the Jim Crow South or for Nazi Germany, that sort of makes sense to me because those places really did have a structure where that said very openly you know whites are superior <laughs> and here's the structure and this is what we're gonna do you know Whereas, like if you have some sort of amorphous thing where it's supposed to be it's just not the same thing and people are, it's taboo to be racist today which is good right i mean isn't that a good? well thing absolutely you know? absolutely
1: and the thing is people are still racist uh, anyway sure. you know whatever but, but uh but yeah. yeah but i mean like uh, i was i was watching dave Chappelle yesterday and he said he's great well i i walked i walked into him Kentucky Fried Chicken, and the guys behind the counter were wearing Ku Klux Klan hoods. And I said, where's my chicken hat? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I said, I said I, well, I wasn't mad at the hoods. I said, my I don't want my chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, my, my chicken was chicken. late. I, I don't have to go
1: work at, I don't work at Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> they do.
0: <laughs> I love how Chappelle was of, the East. He's he, he's he, hilarious. He's great, and he sort of makes light of these things in a way. Like we really, oh, yeah, to, yeah, it's great just to kind of laugh at these things. I mean, not that the KKK is a laughing matter necessarily, but he turns no, into no but, but
1: no, but I mean, it's 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 just the the outrageousness of the of the even the idea
0: and the image, you know, you know going into yeah, KFC and yeah, yeah. there's a guy wearing a hood, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, it's crazy, that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, um, I mean, the, the connection, the connection between, um you know, blacks and popular music is so interesting to me. And this is what this is my theory is rooted in the idea that. You know, the, the blacks all through Latin America also created all kind of interesting music forms. My oh, yeah. Dominican yeah, for sure. and there's like bachata comes from there, and in South America it's just and and in in every case, including the United States, it's usually these African things mixed with a lot of European elements. Right on the Latin island, it's, islands, it's mixing with Spanish forms of music right right on um, the right, english-speaking right. islands and in and in north america it was with other forms of mostly country music and kind of like folk music mm. from ireland and things like that yeah, hybridizing yeah, yeah. right you get rock and roll and comes out of that really it comes from a, yeah it's incredible right
1: i mean the whole the whole story of of the music thing is it, it's incredible really you know and and, and in some ways um because I've often thought to myself, you know, I, I'm getting old and I never made any money and I never, whatever, you know, and I think to myself, like, kind of, what a what a kind of stupid lifestyle to, li- to, to live, you know, to be a musician. But you don't really have the choice, you know? What do you, you mean? You just are what you are.
0: Yeah. So well, I mean, like I, mean I
1: never, I like, yeah, like I, you know, I, I wasn't going to be a house painter. Yeah, I tried. I couldn't do it.
0: <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> you fell off the ladder? You know what I mean? You drunk <laughs> up on the ladder? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't. No.
1: Yeah, that's it. But I know there's some people in the, uh, you know, uh, whose houses out there have got my name scrawled <laughs> under their floorboards.
0: <laughs> Somewhere um, in St. Lambert or... <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, a. no, yeah, St.
0: Lambert. Yeah,
1: a. yeah. No, it actually was, the, it was probably the West Island, <laughs> actually, where that happened. But anyway. Okay. um Well,
0: and what you're saying yeah, reminds I mean, me of what Chris Berry said when he said that when, you know, the, the 222s broke up and he was about 20 or something. And he was yeah. like, what am I going to do? I'm, a, you know, I'm, all I knew how to do was music. Yeah. I didn't know anything else and I couldn't do That's it. I didn't so want sorry. to. And so he went to England and, yeah, it sounds like yeah, you're saying absolutely. the same thing. You just loved doing the music and felt drawn, pulled into well,
1: it. Well, I, I also, I mean, I, 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 I sort of threw myself all in. So, if if I hadn't have continued, it would have been almost like, like saying, you know, you know, like giving up or something. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. I did you know. And plus, plus, I had this thing. I mean, I. I hear something. I want. I want to be able to do it, you know. And I want. I want to be able to put it down. I want other people to hear it, and you know that 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 kind of way is kind of. I don't know. It, it's it's a weird thing, and also now, so so now that the music, like I'm not really gigging live anymore. In fact, I'm not gigging live at all anymore. I've got one one show coming up in Kinsale, uh at the end of the month, but um, it's kind of I've gone from from one ridiculously hard <laughs> kind of thing, you know, being in music to going into video, which is equally as hard, you know. I mean, you you think I'd learn my lesson by now, but no.
0: But you don't seem unhappy. <laughs> you know, yeah. The you only, never, yeah. Oh no, I'm, seems, not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not. No, no, no.
1: Yeah. I'm not. I'm no, no. Of course not. I'm, I'm. I'm totally happy, obviously. But I mean, I think the only thing I could have done worse for myself was maybe become a dancer. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't think because that's right, really uh, hard. Body shape for it, uh, Sonny. You, you don't seem uh... yeah, yeah. I
1: know, yeah they, <laughs> that beautiful pear shaped body of mine.
0: <laughs> but, uh, no, but, but what you're but saying think... about being about about being drawn into it is is it reminds me of the actor Michael Imperioli, who Imperioli uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name from The Sopranos. He was talking about how when he was young and trying to be an actor, and he was taking an acting class, and one of the students in the class asked the teacher like should we be, should I be, you know, um, studying something or doing something as a backup? And the teacher said, if you're studying, if you if you have a backup, maybe you shouldn't be here, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. In other words, yeah. if you're thinking about a, a, an exit strategy, you're probably not cut out to go through the hardships to do this life. Basically, yeah, yeah. Does yeah. right? no, that is, yeah. Sense. If, I don't know if that applies. No plan B. Yeah. Well, you if you yeah. have a plan B, you don't have the chops and the, the grit necessary to... Right.
1: Well, again, I mean, there are a lot of people that don't have the chops that are still great musicians, yeah. you know, and have do great stuff or can write great music. It doesn't, I, I, I'm not one of these people that think that, well, I mean, it's a little self-serving to say that, you know, <laughs> I don't have the chops either, but so what? You I know I, I do what I do and I and I know what I do. Right. And they understand music as well as anybody else, you know. Yeah. So, and I think uh, that that uh, the chops doesn't matter. The uh, I think the idea of being able to put yourself out there and also to express yourself somehow is more important than whether or not the chops are there. Kind of, you know.
0: So, so, I so think... the, when you say put yourself out, it's it's having kind of the courage, let's say, to expose—not to expose yourself literally, but. Emotionally, like you know, you're up on a stage in front of people. People can see you, and you're yeah. horrible in some senses, right? Yeah, no, it's it's right. a,
1: it's 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 a crazy thing. And, and uh, funny enough, uh, myself and Al, back in Montreal, we had to we were I can't remember what, what happened. Somehow, we got asked to present an award at one of the awards shows. Right. Myself and Al, yeah, and we were both stymied. Like, what? I, I can't do this. <laughs> what? What, what what but t- 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 talk in front of people? No, yeah. I can't do that.
0: <laughs> like like it's wear so a tuxedo and, and and stand, up yeah, up with stand up in front and of tell the microphone jokes mic- and all that. Yeah, yeah right? but,
1: not, but it wasn't even that. All we had to do was, you know, open an envelope and say who won.
0: <clears throat> oh, excuse me.
1: Interesting. Um and you couldn't do it? You didn't yeah, do it. Yeah. Uh, oh no, we did do it. You did do it. You did. <laughs> of course okay. we did, yeah. Okay. But but the thing is but we, we were, every night we were playing to thousands of people <laughs> But then we couldn't stand there and say uh, Hi, my name is Sonny And uh, this is Alan Macalese. Uh We're here to present an award <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't do it, man I like frozen Well, part of but that is I, I learned there, something Yeah, well,
0: do, if you, what did you Well, I mean, I learned something yeah.
1: from that and, and And from then, ever since then I decided. All right, if I'm after the boots off thing and all the, the bands right. I've been with since then, I've always taken it as my job to present the band and be the the, the sort of the the boss, the spokesperson. Right. So I actually right. now now I have no problem getting right. up and speaking in front of people. Interesting, you know. But 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 I did it because because I was I was like, oh my god, I can't do it. You know, what I mean? and there's something about it that, that, that yeah, there's something. Yeah. Not even the challenge. It was like I was like I was petrified. It was not that I couldn't speak; it's like I was scared to get up. Yeah, I I mean I knew half the people in the audience even, and I was terrified.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, I, I want to yeah,
1: weird weird weird. Uh, it, yeah. I, it, actually, you know, fun, another funny, quick little story about Chris Barry. Um, when I was a kid, well, you know, because I knew I knew, obviously knew Chris, right, uh, uh, or the band of 220's. Two twenty twos. I thought he was French because I had never spoken to the guys. Okay, you know? and then when right. I finally, he hey, wait a minute, man, Chris speaks pretty good English. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, what? That's interesting. <laughs> Amazing. Well, the other guys were French, yeah. right? The other, yeah. Well, that that number.
1: well, that was it. Right. You see, we, because we we actually never interacted. So I knew that the two twenty twos were were a French band and I, you know, and everyone knew about them, of course, in Montreal. Yeah.
0: Were, but it
1: never in my head actually, you know, I never put it together that Chris wasn't French. Or you know, or, or when he when he first joined him, couldn't even speak French or whatever,
0: you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was one of the more interesting you know, things. He talked about how, how they, they kind of wanted him because he was an Anglo. They thought he yeah, was a and everything. Yeah, it's, you know
1: it's it's incredible yeah it's it it just shows you what kind of a place montreal was you know well yeah i, I thought uh, yeah
0: i think that's an interesting point that it really like there's something unique about the linguistic relationship in montreal that leads to these kinds of things where a band like the 222s is around and they think we can get an anglo it's going to be better like where else would they would could that happen Right, I can't. Yeah,
1: imagine, well, yeah,
0: you know that that particular well, mixture I, of things, confluence of events coming together, and Chris growing up in English, listening to the New York Dolls and all the kind yeah, of, yeah, all the sure. Anglo stuff. Right, is like the mixing of those two things. I think is interesting.
1: Yeah, probably. I can I like. I remember some of those shows. I never went, and I, I didn't see the Dolls show, but I remember when when those were happening, and I remember like uh, what was it? Well, it was the the Vibrators show at, at down in in old Montreal. And it was Spike that was on the door. That's how oh, I met really? Spike. He was the door. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's six foot six or whatever, you know, whatever he is. He's a good guy to have working your door, door. door. You don't
0: want to cross yeah, that yeah. guy. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah. yeah. Six foot
0: six, right? But, um,
1: yeah, that's how That's how I met him. That's how I met all those guys. You know? And it was yeah. funny because we were all kind of musicians, but like we were, some of us were NDG and some of us were Westmount. And, right. you know, there was a little. You're bit, South Shore, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But at, at that point, I think. Yeah, I was still living in the South Shore actually. Yeah. But I started because I was working at the Oasis music store. You know, so I was actually in town a lot more than I was on the South Shore. And I think I I'm pretty sure I moved into town when I was around 16. Right. 7 maybe 17 when right, I when I moved actually into town.
0: Was that the famous so, apartment on Jean Talon Street? Yeah, yeah it, that yeah.
1: that was that was that, yeah. Uh, and, and also because I was going to, I went to school at Mind, you know, so yeah, I was yeah. in town anyway, going to school there. So, um, or what, what little school I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I, I just want um, to
0: turn a little bit to what you were saying about being scared in front of an audience. It's, there's something man. about a certain context specificity. So, for example, you know, when I first started teaching, like over 20 years ago, I was petrified to get up and yeah. you know just my knees were jelly now i yeah, you know, you know, I walk in it's like i mean it, like it's yeah, not totally comfortable because i know what i'm doing and i'm comfortable but what's interesting is uh, you know i took some classes about 10 years ago at uh, to, uh
1: well that was your first mistake
0: uh, yeah well no but just <laughs> i mean just being back in a classroom it was like as a student i remember i was like if I raised my hand, I was kind of scared. Like, you know, everyone's going to kind of oh, look at me. Yeah, well, yet, it's like, I, I, if I'm the guy up in the front, it's okay. But if I'm back in that role of being a student, somehow, it's all of a sudden, I'm, I'm you know, back in the, you know, the kind of insecure mode. That's, say, well, right?
1: um, Like how long? I mean I, I mean, I had nightmares about high school, you know, up until I was probably 30. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, I didn't go to school today. What? You know, right, you wake up right. like, yeah. So of course, yeah. It's it's like putting yourself in a place that you're not used to. It's it's difficult. That's man. what I mean I
0: about you on the stage. Yeah, the envelope, yeah, difficult, right? for sure. It's like all of a sudden you're there with your tuxedo on, and you're like, everything's different. You're not. You don't have your guitar in your hand. You yeah, don't, right? exactly. you know you're, you're right. You're in this completely how I, different role. How am
1: I gonna hide my belly? Right.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to just talk a little bit about the formation of of uh, Boot Sauce, and it always struck me that it was um you and Alan who kind of formed it, and the other guys joined after. Is that not true? Is that
1: no, not really. Um, and I when was did it
0: Mid eighties, like eighty after you came back from Paris, right? Is
1: that yeah? After I came back from Paris, uh, but it was, I guess, the end of. I guess it was 89 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, Perry and Drew were already friends and had been friends from high school or whatever else. And they had just come back from London where they had gone to try and make it in music and, 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 oh. didn't, and it didn't work oh. out or whatever. Right. So, they became friends with
0: Esther. Do you remember Esther, our friend Esther?
1: Esther, George, and Esther and Gabby.
0: Actually, Gabby, is, is that person Czech? No. Okay, that's somebody no. else. I'm thinking of a different oh. person. Yeah. Anyway, they, any case, they yeah. these two friends,
1: the, these two friends of ours, uh Gabby and Esther, and they they met Perry and Drew. And uh Perry and Drew had a sampler. And they were messing about with that doing drum loops and all this kind of crazy stuff in the in the room. And and then for some I guess I, I came over to Esther's house or I mean maybe it was Gabby's house at the time. I can't remember what it whatever. whatever. In any case, came over and I saw it and said, Hey, well I got an idea. We'd we'll put this <laughs> on top of That's that. Big. And huh. so the three so the three of us uh, were the initial band. Okay. And okay. also, I mean, for for uh, for we we didn't really have a bass player for a while when we started out, and then they were trying to market us like with the first things I remember they like they wouldn't even have Al in the pictures because they wanted to have the three of us to be like those guys that she drives me crazy. Oh, I can remember what the yeah. name of that band was. Yeah. But you know, there was the three the three guys that yeah. sold the yeah, I forgot uh, the name, but yeah. They, they 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 tried to market us not as that Vanilli. Uh
0: no, no, no. No, but no, that, no. there were two guys in Millie Vanilli. Uh so <laughs> yeah, one yeah. singing. But, it, but these it, these guys
1: uh, these guys actually wrote their own music and and, yeah, and actually did it yeah okay <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i can't remember what, they were, yeah. what the name But of. i remember that but the song, song was but... she yeah i yeah. remember the song anyway so so the guys were were trying to market us like that and then and you know it took it took a long time to get al into the pictures and everything else and it was a real like it was just naivety <laughs> you, you know mean? people they well i mean they instead of like letting us be what we were they tried to make it something else, you know, <laughs> right. because they couldn't right. figure out what to do. You know, you know, you know what I mean? So, and we uh, like, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> I need some water. Hang up. Yeah.
0: So, it just if I could fill in the gap here, just quickly, it sounds like you you got together with those three and you formed a band, and you it sounds like you you had some sort of connection with a record A and R guy or something before <clears throat> Allen got involved. Even that's that's I didn't know all that. Yeah, before. it
1: was. So, um, yeah. Just trying to think. I, I, well, I don't know. Well, it was Steve Ship, anyway.
0: <clears throat> okay, so Steve Ship, right. former manager, was yeah right
1: yeah. Okay. Was, uh, was so we we somehow well because well I went to school with him
0: okay. so that's how I knew
1: and, and so we we go, I went to him to try and talk figure out what if there's anything you know that we could do as a band blah 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 and then he was in touch with Corky Lang from Mountain who had just recently became the A and R man for Polygram in in Canada
0: okay. Right,
1: so that's how that's how that kind of all started, and it was a weird little story. It's like once, like years before that, Mountain were playing in the Spectrum, right? And uh, I was backstage for some reason or whatever. And Corky says, "Hey, who announces the bands around here?" And I said, "I do." <laughs> <laughs> and, I <got> up, <laughs> and you got up on an and up, gentlemen. Blah, blah, blah,
0: you know, from with
1: curtain closed and, and <laughs> nice. to <laughs>
0: yeah. so be clear, so you the Canadian band Mountain. Right, well, well they, they were, were American. A big, Unless, yeah, Le- right? Weren't they? Canadian? Yeah, Mississippi Queen, Mississippi Queen,
1: that's it. Yeah, was the song. So, so, Leslie and Felix, I think, were from the states, and and um, uh, Corky was from Montreal, okay? But I think he was he had gone to the states, and well, he was young too when he, when he was in that band. He was, I, I think, he co wrote Mississippi Queen, so. I think he still gets a bit of cash from that. Well, that even, was a huge hit in the in, oh, like, seventies. it was massive. And they were right. still they were still doing the tours up until uh, Leslie died a couple of years ago, and they were still doing uh, down in the, you know in the, the southern states. They would do the Monsters of Rock or whatever you know that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah all right. So, so you, you you that's how you met Corky Lang, and then that. Well, that's how we,
1: that's how okay. I met him originally. It was funny right. how it came came around, and it was Corky. So, do you remember me
0: from? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, That's great. You know,
1: yeah. yeah so, yeah. like, just just weird how how small town things are, and also, you know, in those days, to get a record contract was impossible. It was like you couldn't get a record contract for any anyway. But the actual getting into the contract was the easiest thing that I ever did. It just happened. Yeah. It was weird. Wow. You know, and it's so weird. Like the, how, how you just have to be in the right spot or in those days, you just had to be, you know, the right person and be in the right spot at the right time. And boom, you're in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in this club that, that nobody could get into, you know, it's weird. Yeah, there's it's often so
0: luck and chance in these things,
1: you know. Oh, it was. It, it was. It was exactly that, you know. Yeah. And it just happened, like me and Perry and and Drew meeting up it was just like, oh, actually, that was it. Neil, I think, was going to play bass with
0: Neil. Neil, Hong, yeah, Hong Neil.
1: Yeah, who's <laughs> really? in L.A. now? Okay. in Hollywood. Yeah, I think yeah. he. Yeah, I think originally that was that. Yeah, originally I think he might have even. Oh, I can't remember.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't even know he played music, actually. That's yeah, he he's a he's a bass player. Yeah. So, okay. um,
1: but then whatever, there was a falling out or something out uh, with with uh, Drew and Neil or something, and and then um, and then we went looking, <laughs> and we, I, I guess I guess Al happened to be happened to be free at the time, and uh, and we we hooked up, and that was it after that alan
0: told me that he used to work in a club or something and you used to go there or something like that yeah maybe 30 years ago when i first yeah Yeah. i can't remember i can't remember
1: but but yeah yeah, very possibly it was something like that
0: but what's interesting to me about that is that alan's playing i mean this is with all due respect to you and all the others but his playing really i think defined the group i mean it was it was boot sauce's sound is really interesting it's 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 very much a 90s sound which is i think a compliment it's got sort of this uh sort of red hot chili peppers type, and you guys I think were even almost before the chili peppers I mean when you started yeah, we in the were 80s, well we right? we
1: were we we were around the same time, and the thing is we knew of the chili peppers when we started out, and this was back when the chilies were kind of more of a you know a dance band almost right you know they right. were more they were more funk dance. Than they were funk rock, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So we took, we took, we said, oh, well, this is perfect. This is, this suits us down uh, mightily. The slapping, the
0: bass slapping was a, was a, yeah, all of that, all of that kind of thing. It was like right at the,
1: right at the, well, actually, it was probably right at the end of where you were allowed to even slap bass anymore, you know? Um, Yeah. But it's funny you say that because I, I don't think, I'm fairly certain that, like Corky was saying, "Oh man, you know, less of that fucking bass playing, you know, uh, blah blah blah, you know, like hey, we have some more drums or something." You know? That's <laughs>
0: hilarious. You know, you know, you
1: know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like so, it wasn't really up until the, it, the the second album was really where where Al came in, into the into the thing, you know, where at the beginning he was, like, it was such a weird thing, like like literally all the first. Pictures, posters of us, everything else it was just the three of us. Right. And we had to fight to get it all in. And in fact, I I, I don't even have any of the ones with three of us anymore. They're all okay. gone, and I only have a few pictures from those days. Wow. So I I I don't think that initially the bass was part of the thing at all. Can't later what, as a sound. Yeah, it came, what, yeah. I mean later. I mean it was right at the beginning. Obviously, it was it was you know say halfway through the the tenure of the first record, like before you know where things. You know, i was on the record. So like if it's not, you know, like Johnny is only on the second record. Like he's not on on he wasn't the on the first one at all.
0: Yeah. Drummer.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, the drummer, yeah. John John Lolly.
0: Fat boy. Fat boy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Actually it was his birthday yesterday. Oh,
0: nice. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just that it's it's cause I like listening to it again, because I I was a fan back in those days and I I really enjoyed re-listening to it. And there's there's a bunch of things. There's the slap bass. There's also sometimes Drew does sort of semi rapping, which was a thing that started. This is probably in the later stuff, more like like the you know I'm guessing, but
1: lose oh, I, no, I, I I track it's... of
0: which albums. That was a thing in the '90s. There's kind of a mixing of different styles together. Yeah, I'm that thinking, that was young. that
1: was definitely that definitely happened. Uh, oh no, we we had that right from the start. I'd say. Oh, really? Because, yeah. like, because I mean, if you think about it, what what was the song on the first album, "Sex Marine" is a, is a kind of a rap tune. Because mm-hmm. <coughs> it so, seems yeah, like no,
0: it, like rap was was getting really popular at that time, so it was sort of influencing other music forms. I think. Well, basically. for sure. Yeah. I mean,
1: we we I mean, I've I've still got a an Akai S nine fifty in the box right here. Well, nice. You know, yeah. from from those days. <laughs> um. Um. Yeah, we we I mean we were right around, and we, plus we were in New York a lot, so we were right around those guys. You know, right. there was a lot of. I mean, I'm not sure. I don't remember meeting meeting them, but um, there was a lot of those kind of guys that were that were involved in doing um, fear of a black planet and those ones. public uh, enemy, public enemy, the but public but the enemy. kind of the the. The behind the scenes guys, Rick not the Rubin? not the actual guys from the Rick band. Rubin
0: and no, was uh, Russell Simmons. No, so I'm just thinking of all the guys behind. There was uh, Def Jam Records. Was the record. yeah? It
1: was. It was. It, it, right. it was. Like also the the you know the fact that we were we were pretty well smashed all the time. I don't remember a whole lot of it. <laughs> But yes, they, there was a whole bunch of people that were involved like that, and also, you know, like I, I look at my in my phone book, and you know, I got Paisley Parks number in there because like the guys from Paisley Park were were wanting to help us out and nice. and this kind of stuff. So it was, like, it was like all this weird stuff, and we were also on Island in the States, you know, okay. Island Records. Right. Uh, so okay. we we would have been friends with the the people from Salt and Pepper and all that, you know, nice. like back in those days, nice. you know, and. Yeah. And um, and of course Joan Jett and 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 that yeah. too on the rock side of things, Joan Joan sang on one of the records as well. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She sings backup backup yeah. on the, one of the songs, uh, yeah. un- uncredited. But but yeah, she's on there. Yeah. You, you can hear her. if. if right. uh, you, um,
0: I just wanted to just this as, since we're talking about the sort of the musicality of boots, let's say. Did, what influence, if any, do you think your jazz background and specifically your father has on that group, or is there none? Is it something apart altogether? I don't know.
1: Well, yeah, I I mean, there, I, I don't think there was anything directly other than, you know, not being scared to try stuff. You know what I mean? Like, he was never scared of, of, of playing anything, you know? Uh, so we had a certain you know, spirit of you know throw everything in the mix and let's go man i don't care i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm here
0: what are you going to do <laughs> so, so a, a kind of an you openness know. to just trying new things something yeah creative, for sure definitely right? definitely and you figured that your father was a lot like that in his style of well he kind of
1: had to be you know and and also he was he would have been more on the on the sort of heavy end of the jazz scale i would i would say more on the kind of experimental, you know, rather rather than, you know, like the, the straight ahead jazz guys, you know, I, I, I don't know who I could.
2: He's, Although, he's okay,
1: well, yeah, go actually, ahead. Actually, just yeah. speaking of this, like, yeah. like, like, even though he and Ed Bickert played together, yeah, Ed Bickert would have been to me like the more, you know, straight jazz guy and my old man, the crazy jazz guy kind okay. of thing, you know? A good description. And yeah. Did, did,
0: yeah, did you I, I, know, I knew did Ed Bickert. I saw Ed Bickert play a lot, as as well as oh, my father. Yeah, absolutely. My father absolutely played did. with Ed Bickert a lot. Yeah.
1: Did you know that they sold his guitar a couple of days ago? No, that that, that telly. No. Yeah, I, I because did you, you know, know, the know the he, price? Do we know how much? Yeah, twenty twenty three grand. Wow. Yeah, uh, they, uh, Long, was it Long McQuaid or one one of the one of the shops in 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 uh, Toronto? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, but the thing is, he. He stopped playing. He never gigged. His wife died, and and he never gigged again. Yeah. Uh, so, I remember Don Thompson uh, was wondering. I said, I wonder what ever happened to that guitar, you know, and whatever happened, you know, and and then Ed died, and didn't hear anything about the guitar at all. Like yeah, it was like, just boom, disappeared. Boom. Yeah. And then it, it it was it came up for sale, maybe a week or two ago, and it was gone. Twenty three grand.
0: Fast, yeah. yeah. But your father's musical style, I find absolutely fascinating. I, I, I read somewhere once an interview with him where he described how he listened to a lot of horn players when he was growing up. Mm. And he tried to kind of imitate the sound of a horn, which I can really hear when he plays. He's got a very unusual kind of Oh, yeah, dif- way.
1: Of, yeah, yeah, for absolute absolute. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, he doesn't sound like Ed Bickert uh, at yeah. all. Well, really, <laughs> it doesn't. Sound but like but there mind. are, there's, yeah. yeah but there, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, I've got one of the one of the songs of him and Ed Bickert on on my uh, YouTube channel somewhere. Uh, I'm sure I do. Um, but they played together a, a couple times. I think they made they made an album together as well really? at some yeah. point. Yeah, and there's also. Um, I'm just trying to think who else he would have. Uh, played with the, from from the, those kind of guys you know the, the, the Canadian the
0: jazz season. yeah yeah yeah, right well he told me once that he uh that he has this great story about how Miles Davis called him up at his yeah. place he picks up his phone and he's like it's You're Miles, yeah. hey sonny this is Miles like this, <laughs> yeah. you know. he said yeah
1: my my ass it's Miles <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: But it wasn't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And so I'm, I'm not sure if he. I think he did play with Miles Davis. He did, yeah, he did. did, Which is really, I mean, that's, I mean, that's up in the stratosphere, right? I mean, Miles Davis. Well, I
1: mean, that's, that's literally as, as, as jazz as you can get. You know, it's yeah. (laughs) Doesn't get more jazz than Miles.
0: Yeah, he's kind of right at the top end of jazz and
1: he's the biggest jazz star there ever was? Yeah, man.
0: yeah, and and really, uh, also uh, one thing I love about Miles Davis is the name of one of his albums, "Bitches Brew." I, I just think that's <laughs> such a great name for. I don't know what it is. It's something. It's it's politically incorrect, but not at the same time. It's kind of like well, yeah,
1: it wasn't politically incorrect back then. It, yeah, there wasn't. There was <laughs> yeah. no such thing
0: yeah well, I mean, just uh, it's interesting what you're saying, so so you don't feel there's that much of a connection between your your father's music and boot sauce. It sounds like it sounds like except well, not, for the not, open, not really except for the openness right like yeah the because, because,
1: I mean i mean like yeah the, no, no not not really because i mean the the you know it was kind of pop music really, you know like, i mean it was it was maybe it was. A little maybe a slightly a bit more than pop music, but I mean, that's all it was, you know really and and also we would try and write the stupidest lyrics we could think of, you know, like <laughs> I mean literally like laughing our heads off, like you know writing catastrophes, you know and that you know, that whatever yeah. you know well, and touching,
0: touching and, cloth right just touching just, cloth, yeah right, maybe you could describe <laughs> to listeners what that is a reference to, I don't know
1: well it was it was an old joke, um. Whose dad was it? Oh man! Oh geez, I'm gonna—I have to look this up now. <laughs> Hang on a second. Like, to to... Right. Well, no, 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 because I have to—I have to—I uh, have to give uh, proper give credit um... where credit is due. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, wait a minute now. Wow. <sighs> the, the irreverence of the lyrics is something. Uh, another thing that's a great feature of Boot Sauce that is really well, well, that... of that time, I think. You know the, the 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 Beastie Boys' first album has wacky, Whoop, crazy shit. lyrics like that too. You know, so
1: yeah. Well, that, I think it was Dave Dave Gossage's dad. That's okay, who I, Dave Gossage. So you know the Gossage brothers, oh, fam- yeah. famous uh, local musicians. musicians yeah, uh, and he would be sitting there and go, "Hey, Dave, I'm touching cloth." <laughs> Meaning that he had to go to he had to go to the toilet. You know, and of course, nobody had ever heard this. And uh, so we said, hey, that sounds like a good name for a song. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So he, he would yeah, say that, that's hilarious. Yeah. Cause I, so I thought that was just something that people would say, but I guess it was unique to the Gossage. Yeah,
1: yeah no, right? as far as I know. Well, I had never heard it before. Yeah. And I think it might have been an Irish thing, though, but that's. I'm wondering. Even that, yeah. I'm not positive. I mean, the name Gossett
0: sounds like an old school Montreal Irish uh, name to me. Just you know. Well,
1: uh, there. I mean, uh, Dave is fully into the Irish music scene too, and he's a fantastic Irish flautist. Like you know, he's really? one of the best. You know, he's great.
0: Like last time I cool. saw one of those guys was at the jazz festival once about fifteen years ago. Who's the one who plays drums? Uh, one of them plays drums, doesn't he? One of the gossip, well, guys, then, yeah, he's yeah,
1: there's a bass player, there's a, there's yeah. a drummer, you know, <laughs> it's there's all, a whole bunch yeah. of the brothers. They, yeah. I think they were all up yeah, on the stage, one? and I was like, hey, there's the gossip guys, yeah, guy. Tom, uh, Tom, Tom, <laughs> Tom. Is the, uh, the,
0: Tom, yeah, 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 okay. But the, I,
1: I'm, I'm fairly certain that, that Dave is still playing in downtown Montreal all the time, like at uh, was it Hurley's, um. Early What's the uh, Irish pub well there's that, early,
0: there's also the old dublin but i don't no sure. it's it's, yeah, Herney, it's there, there's a few of them down there yeah okay um just just to close it out with your father um just one last thing i wanted to to talk about with your dad is um do you th- would you say your father is i mean it's hard to gauge who is you know, more successful because your father is this sort of jazz great, but I'm guessing you sold more records and had more fame among the population. Is that maybe a reasonable? Well, I
1: mean, Al was telling me recently that we sold 650,000
0: albums. A lot of albums. Yeah, and you're you're known in among among people. Like, I mean, for this podcast, my friend uh, CFB, he's a bass player, friend of mine, who I did a podcast with, a musician. And when he heard you were going to be on, he's like, "Oh, that's great! I'm really looking forward." I was a Bootsauce fan and mm-hmm. everything. And so you guys are known, and your but your father is known in jazz circles.
1: Well, look, right? I mean, I'll I'll, so, I'll put it to you this way: I, I, um, a few years ago uh, bumped into Joe Zawinul. Right, um, uh, at a jazz festival over here in France at by a place called Marciac So I went up to Joe Zalam and I said, Joe, hi, I'm uh I'm Sonny's son. Yeah, Sonny Greenwich's son. And he went, Sonny, Sonny was the greatest, man. He was the greatest uh, guitar player he ever, ever been. Man, I fucking love Sonny. You know what I mean? How's he doing? Right. Blah blah blah. You know, yeah. you know. so so within those guys he was absolutely um but about most of legendary
0: that. in some senses, uh, he has yeah, such absolutely. a unique uh, style musically. He almost
1: well, you know, uh, I'll give you another example at the same festival. I was backstage at a Keith Jarrett concert. Oh, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And you know, uh, if you know Keith Jarrett, all that yeah. doesn't well, happen, isn't he? So of Kenny G
0: type, isn't it? No, is that Keith Jarrett? No, no? my god,
1: okay. Keith Jarrett is the, the greatest piano player that, that's yeah. ever lived. Wow. Um, but, um, yeah, so it was I was with Jack the Jeanette And uh, Who had allowed me to come backstage And Keith Had had everyone From backstage gone So it was just Keith, Jack the Jeanette I, wow. I can't remember who was on It was like Dave Holland on bass or somebody as well And me <laughs> Back there, that was it <laughs> Nobody else, Not like no one working No guards, no, uh, no wow. uh, Anything, they had Completely and utterly cleared the backstage. Amazing! It was amazing. Yeah, incredible. So,
0: and your father was known among did they? Well, like, yeah, that's yeah. how that's they, how I got in there. Obviously, because okay, right. Yeah, Jack.
1: I, I, I had written to Jack, um, saying that I was going to be at this at this festival, and I, you know, if I could come and meet him. And I said, I would bring you know some of my my dad's records or whatever, because at the time it was hard to find anything that he had done, you know. So I brought them over to to Jack to hear, well to give to him rather, and uh, yeah. So uh, amongst those guys, he was you know there was definitely I mean well, that's, uh, yeah that's kind I'm, of what I mean every, to... every everybody all those guys like even like McCoy Tyner who I met a few times that would just like yeah sure. <laughs> guest list sonny jr boom yeah you know you know because 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 of my dad right
0: well it's it's sort of like and so you you chose to or i'm not sure if you chose to if you were drawn into a more of a popular music form and a whole milieu that was more pop which is really cool like i'm actually more of a fan of that kind of i'm not a big jazz music listener but i wonder if there's a sense that i mean is it Hard to be in the shadow of such a sort of jazz legend, in some senses. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, the hard no, is the like never,
1: word, but yeah, no, I never really thought of it like that. You know, it, to me, it was just yeah, that's my that's my old man. Yeah, right. whatever, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's sort of like hey, I mean, I, it's,
0: it's it's hard to do the comparison because you know your father's not. So Super famous. He's within a certain, like a very respected, you know, genre of music. Let's say it's sort of a high level.
1: Yeah. Music, well, but again, right? all you know, like okay, I'll I'll put it this this way: people don't even remember who Muhammad Ali is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, like who the hell knows who Sonny Greenwich Senior is, right? Or Junior, or anything, Junior. You know, like yeah. who
1: knows? Fuck Boots. Off. No. Who, who knows? <laughs> you know? You know what I mean? It's like they don't remember last year forget yeah. about yeah, you know 30 years ago or whatever so like i mean i i i, I take it all in stride like i don't uh, know, i don't care you know yeah it's,
0: it's, yeah, yeah no no it's it's, it's it's hard to even ask the question because it's not like your father's like famous like keith richards or something right he's not he's just like that's what's so interesting to me about it is i don't even think he's it's just the difference in qualitative judgment i think is the difference right? well i'll
1: put it to you, you i'll know? put it to you this way that that Anywhere in the jazz scene, I'm in on his name alone. Right. Yeah. Forget about boot sauce, right? They don't care about it. Yeah. Forget about boot (laughs) sauce. I've never, (laughs) ever heard of it. You know? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but in the jazz scene, they'd heard my of uh, my dad. But uh, of course, now it's many, many years later. It's not 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 so much anymore. Even you know, it's well. A lot of those guys funny. have like,
0: gotten really old, and some have passed. Well, on. <laughs> half
1: of them are dead. Yeah, I mean, uh, more exactly. than half of them. Pharaoh Saunders died last week, and you know, they, they, literally, there's no there's no one left of of that that era. Generation, yeah, yeah. They, you know, and 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 also the the fact that half of that generation died. 40 years ago right yeah. all the <laughs> drug addicts yeah. or whatever like all yeah, yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah. you know so <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Uh, yeah funny thing well yeah uh, no it's
0: it's uh it's it's not it's just something um it's it, you're in very very different spheres let's say you and your father like in terms yeah. of musical kind of
1: but we did growth. that album together as well you know that meantime you know right. that so like right. that, that, that was fun that, that was kind of the foreshadowing of kind of the stuff that I am doing myself now, interesting, you know, which is kind of yeah. more, um, kind of kind of a hybrid music, you know, where, where I want to, I, I want to try and bring some of my my rock sensibility to this jazz thing, you know, and do mm-hmm. weird weird stuff, and and that's literally what I am doing at this at this moment, you interesting, know, yeah, for my myself.
0: I've really enjoyed some of the stuff you've been doing recently. I, I may want to return yeah. to that at a future my future podcast. Some of the more recent stuff you're doing, but yeah, I, I do maybe, remember. Maybe go ahead.
1: Well, I was going to say maybe, maybe we could do it after the next album comes out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. That'd be great. Because I'm like, I'm I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like uh, I'd say seventy five percent through the next. Record. Nice. Okay. So
0: I, I do have a couple of um things just more about your dad. I I, I do yep. remember um once going to see at Concordia with you, we went and saw him play. You may remember Steve Shipp was with yeah. us. He drove us there. Yeah. Or maybe I I can't remember I drove or he drove. But anyway, and I remember at that concert, um, your your father actually pointed you out in the audience. He said, Oh, my son Sonny is here today or yeah. whatever. And you know, everyone kind of turned around and looked. And I remember later we were at, I don't know, we were out drinking or something, and you 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 sort of said to me or some people, you like. It felt like it, I think in the Flintstones, you know, when people shrink down, like yeah, that's how you felt. Everyone got turning around, looking at uh, you, yeah. which made me think, like, well, there's the the context thing again, right? Like you, you're yeah. in that different context, and then yeah, there's yeah, the yeah, father yeah. son, like this is my father, the great musician, and I'm his son. Like you want to be kind of like the like the approval, all the kind of stereotypical stuff maybe is going on. I don't know if you wanted to comment on that. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, yeah well, I I don't remember that that time. In particular, but I mean, I, you know, it, it happened happened quite a bit back. You know, obviously, you know, he, uh, you know, yeah, sure, why he, he probably loved what we were doing with Bootsaas. He thought it he hilarious. He did. You know? He did. Yeah, yeah I, I read yeah, yeah, interviews.
0: For sure. I remember with him. That was another thing I, yeah. I noted down was I remember reading interviews where he specifically said I really like Boot sauce's music, yeah, yeah. It's really good and all that. So, well,
1: yeah, because because we were we were we were kind of we. They're kind of far out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. And really, really stupid, too. So so he, he
0: liked it sounds like he liked the irreverent nature. Yeah, of yeah, of course. Cuts, that's right. Yeah, 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 of course.
1: That's that would have been the thing. And also the fact that, you know, it, it wasn't just your regular, you know, uh, C and G C G C you know D chord structure, you know.
0: Unusual musically but, as well, right?
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it wasn't it wasn't, you know. It was, yeah, it was a bit different. That's you know, we, yeah, really we had fun. We had fun with it, and and, and plus, of course, you know, like uh, getting back to Al, yeah. Al was came from from a jazz thing as well. Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah, so we did. We did. That's kind of what it. I was
0: saying a minute ago. With, with Al seemed to be the sort of the not the most unique thing, but there's something about the slap bass which is really different. I mean, it's not in very many pop bands, right? It's not. No, specific. but all.
1: But let me stop you right there. I think I think the biggest part for of, of what was going on in terms of going from the jazz into the rock thing was when he was playing the fretless bass. That's right. Yeah, that's a good you know, thing. and he would do and he'd do the big yeah. Jacko solo in the middle of the show and everything else. You know, so there was there was
0: there's a number of things. Like we, yeah,
1: yeah, we we were we weren't. We weren't it, it's not like we didn't know what was going on. You know, we we did. Yeah. We were aware of the fact that it was jazzy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I did notice that actually that Daytona concert. He at one point he picks up the, the fretless bass and I'd forgotten that he used a fretless bass. It was like, yeah, it's wow, really cool, you know, to be able to.
1: Yeah, yeah. the fact the, fret, the fretless bass. was a big thing. And there was a, there, he did a huge solo in the middle of her, every show. I think him and Johnny would 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 stay on stage. And I think Johnny would just just play like some simple beat behind him, so that he could have some you know tempo or something. Okay. And uh, yeah. and yeah, yeah and he would yeah. just flip out yeah. right the front. Yeah, great, great fun, You know, kind, kind of like in the Jacko style. You know, it was really yeah uh, that sort of thing. You know, see, that's and of unusual course, Jacko in
0: pop music to have. First of all, a bass solo was unusual, and then a fretless bass. <laughs> well, thing. it
1: was it, it wasn't that unusual back then. <laughs> really. <laughs> Hey, hey, it's beer time. The
0: bass solo's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the you real know, reason is so you can go have a yeah, smoke and uh, chug a cold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well,
1: yeah. the drum solo's almost over, so that means the bass solo's
0: coming. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I, I'm just thinking now that you mentioned the fretless bass, I, I can't think of any other pop music group that used. I'm sure there are some. I just can't think of There,
1: there, there must be. I can't think of any either. Yeah, so that is really unusual. Yeah. Like even Flea was always fretted, you know. Yeah. You know, right. even though he's, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah so like that, that's, I mean, that's, I, I think that's something just, I mean, just getting back to this thing with your father. I think you did, your group at least did integrate more of that. Jazz sensibility than you seem to be, uh, you know, trumpeting here. Let's say I don't know. Well, okay, but
1: but let's put it this way: there was no song there that was jazz. That's true, really. That's true. So that's that's what I mean by that. We had the the, we always had the sensibility in terms of doing what we wanted musically, but there was no song that followed any kind of jazz. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there was no. what is it? The, well, they the, all had lyrics for one thing. Most, two five most two five one, you know. Right.
0: There was no yeah,
1: there was none of that. But there, there's plenty of jazz songs with, with lyrics as well. But um uh yeah, so we didn't have any of that.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: that you know, you know I mean having the jazz sensibility and also no fear. I yeah, I agree with that. In terms of the music there was nothing that sounded jazz at all really.
0: Yeah, that's you know? true. So it's more in the live performance cuz when you talk about the songs you mean the recorded studio recordings as opposed to the live shows which are well, But
1: yeah. well okay for for instance in play with me there's the the bass solo the fretless bass solo is in the song it's on mm-hmm. the record. Right. You know so right. it's uh and that's where he took his solo in in the in the show. Mm-hmm. Um so it is there but right. it's not jazzy there's no jazz chords under it so no, you know right. what i mean it's it's, right. it's his feel and and thing going on but uh yeah
0: interesting yeah 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 no that's so like cool. like
1: even 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 like say stevie wonder has got more jazz chords <laughs> than bootsie <Utah's> ever did <laughs> yeah
0: it it sounds like you you're, you're looking at it which is really cool you're looking at it very technically about what a jazz chord would well, be i'm thinking of it more as a sensibility as a music listener rather than yeah. Sense. Well. Okay. Well,
1: this is, for instance, with jazz music, and what I've always said to people who say they don't like jazz is because they probably never seen anything mm. that that yeah. is. They've never been to a jazz show. They don't realize that you don't need to know music to enjoy jazz. You just let the feeling over you. Yeah. You know, and that's really what is the most important thing in music, anyway. That's true. You know. That's true. You know. So. So I, I mean, it doesn't. It, so I only good. look at it when I, when I, when I think of jazz, I think of of more sophisticated chord structure,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Mm-hmm. Or also, there's other, there's other players that will go the the far opposite one chord, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but make something out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it, yeah. But it, it, it's something to do with the sophistication melodically, as opposed to get up and dance right right you know? that's interesting. and that's that's yeah, yeah that's sort of what i what, what i would what, how, it, how it sits with me
0: yeah uh, the, w- w- a couple of things you're mentioning there. there's another thing about jazz music you mentioned the live performance um is really important because a lot of jazz musicians the big thing is to improvise i heard yeah for bob weir sure. from the grateful dead yeah. Talking yeah. with Rick Rubin and, and, and this Rick Rubin has a really cool podcast on music.
1: Yeah, I've I've, I've heard a lot of this you know, stuff. Yeah, and, I, lo- and, I love Rick Rubin.
0: Yeah, and and they somehow I think Rick Rubin made this point. He said that the way that the Grateful Dead would go on stage with like no set list and just get up and play, he said it was like that was like jazz. And then a lot of other rock bands, like say the Rolling Stones, that have a set list, that's more like classical music in some senses, like in the sense that they have everything ready to go and they kind of do it in a in a pre it's not a value judgment about what's better necessarily mm-hmm. but just I think you're touching on that the live performance of jazz the spontaneity that can happen at a jazz show that you can sense when you're in there listening to it is yeah. something really yeah, amazing sure. right I don't know if that makes but
1: sense. I mean like okay I saw the Grateful Dead right now uh, I'm going to say yeah. something <laughs> I'm going to say something controversial now I didn't like it <laughs> you know I <laughs> fucking hated it Really? Yeah. Well, no. It's not that. It's not so much that. It was just because they were kind of a jam band, you they know. Were just, well, exactly I mean that—that's exactly, that,
0: exactly what they were. The, yeah. I mean,
1: but so you know, half the times the jams weren't that great. You know?
0: <laughs> you
1: know, that's the thing. Like, I mean, there's so many of their songs that I absolutely love, and so much of the music that I love. You know, like Ripple, or you know, you know those kind of things. Uh, I, I, but. When I saw them, it was kind of like, well, I wish I had taken the acid now. <laughs> what, you didn't? What? No, I didn't, of course. No, no, no. I, no. Really? Actually, okay. I too old for that, even, even,
0: even, even then. But Because um, I saw them in Rochester, New York when I was 16. And I, I, you know, I took acid, and it was like I was pretty.
1: Well, the, it was quite. You a see, crazy, I think. You know. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Well, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming that if we had taken the acid, we would have been better off. <laughs> it was me, yeah. and, me, and Al. Like, you know, yeah. But so, so
0: you guys were there looking for some sort of a musical thing to happen, and you were more sober, and it, you were not doing the kind of like. Well, we
1: weren't. We weren't sober, but we yeah. weren't. We were. We were, we were, we were we were more on the booze, I'd say, than anything right. at that point. You know, we didn't, yeah. right, and and we weren't really big smokers or anything. So it was it was really
0: booze, you know. So maybe that's part of it. I I I, I don't know. I mean, it's also. I mean, I well, don't. Mean- and, 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 Go yeah, ahead. The thing
1: is, like, like all the, I mean, there's so many of those, so much of this of Jerry Garcia's stuff that I absolutely love. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the thing that I, you know, he was there, but he was just noodling, noodling <laughs> some shit that. That yeah, I didn't care about you know.
0: Well, the, the other thing is, I'm not making any claim. I don't think Bob Weir is either. That the Grateful Dead are doing music that is as complex as a lot of jazz. Oh Most no, 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 no. But I don't. More no, or I don't less think that country was... music, basically. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. But but
1: but I mean, yeah. country music can you know is it's. I love some
0: good country. Music yeah, there's personally. there's a lot of right. there's
1: a lot of country music that's that's fantastic. You know, and uh, there's a, a a lot of uh, some of the best players in the world come from the country you know, uh, country guitar players are like ridiculous, crazy. They play
0: play circles around any of the rock guys, (laughs) you know, literally. Well, there's also some country, I mean, Johnny Cash springs to mind, some country musicians who it's more just their... They're like, it's like Leonard Cohen, there's something about that individual personality yeah. I mean, Johnny Cash used to brag that he only knew three chords on the guitar you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like maybe he did yeah, five yeah. or something, he didn't care about that, that wasn't what yeah. he was doing, he was, bringing, yeah,
1: that's who he was send, telling stories
0: uh, to, yeah, telling stories and also just the whole there's something about him and the way his gravelly voice and his whole something electrifying about that too well, but,
1: but also, you, yeah, for, Hundred percent, but but if you also uh, like, I remember when Johnny Cash was, you know, he was playing in Montreal. I didn't even bother to go; I had free
0: tickets. I Johnny oh Cash. My God. God, are banana. you serious? But
1: yeah, because yeah. because at a certain point in his career, like he, he was the was, old
0: dude. He was the old country dude. Nobody cared about but, him, right? the, the
1: old. Yeah, exactly, and yeah. nobody cared about it. Like I'm nobody at all. Yeah. You know, and and his career was like in the dumps, everything else. Right. And then he came back. With Rick Rubin. You know? that's, Rick Rubin produced. But yeah, yeah, with, yeah, Rick, Rubin, with yeah. Rick Rubin. But
0: but that's... And Rick Rubin produced his, his sort of, as an older man, he did yeah.
1: the thing and he had a whole but revival. The, but yeah. the, the thing about that is that how people remember him now is much different than then. Yeah. You know what I mean? He yeah. was just some washed-up fucking you know guy. Like, you know <laughs> yeah. cared about him. But literally, it's like, "What?" No.
0: I, I I sort of see Johnny Cash as kind of a crossover artist in the sense that, like, most people who don't listen to a lot of country music, like myself, I love Johnny Cash. I think a lot of people who aren't yeah. necessarily country music fans like Johnny Cash.
1: Yeah. Well, he it's... okay when when he was doing pure country, he was like the he was like the top of of the of the heat of the stars right? yeah of yeah, the stars world. when when that yeah. in that, in yeah. that world right. so he had the best musicians the best writers but all the rest of it he was he was great but then he fell away you know like as as anything happens people you know get bored whatever They, they move, move on, on to something else yeah. other artists come yeah, up. They move on to yeah. something else yeah. but then when he came back as an older man and you know basically dying before writing you know and Put out these five albums or whatever it was. You know, there's. I think there was. I think there was five of them. It completely changed what he was and and how he was, how he will be remembered in music is yeah. completely different now than if he had died in 1970. Yeah, or what, knew, okay, let me yeah. see. When, what, well, seven or, or
0: something like that, right? Kind yeah, of, it must. It yeah. must
1: have been. It must have been like say 78. Or something like that, uh, or eighty maybe that he came through, because I was old enough to remember it and old enough to not want to go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't Even with go, free you know. tickets, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like I I went I went and saw Rod Stewart with a free ticket.
0: Oh, <laughs> you know I mean? like, it was like, Rod Stewart's great. It, but here's like the thing: yeah. he
1: fucking kicked my ass, man. He kicked my ass around the fucking forum. Because he was fucking great. That must have been fantastic. Yeah. But 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 the yeah. thing is, that also at the time at the time he was a schmaltz. Do you think I'm sexy?
0: Yeah. I don't want
1: to go see that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, he must have <laughs> but played all, all the earlier
0: stuff, like every picture. Oh, he tells did story he did, and all he did, that, he did right? everything? He did. Yeah.
1: He did it absolutely all, and and he did did do you think I'm sexy like four times right, in the show? Because right, that was his big thing. <laughs> you know, like what right when he you know he started out with it, and it was somewhere in the middle, blah blah, and then in the end. But it was. Absolutely fantastic! Like he kicked ass, you know. And I
0: like, fuck, yeah, okay, I like this. <laughs> I don't know what you think, yeah, the guitarist of some of the Rod Stewart earlier stuff with Ron Wood, I find just guitar work on those. Yeah, Ron. Ron Wood never did anything but the Jeff Beck
1: stuff. The yeah. Jeff Beck stuff always, yeah. But um, yeah no, yeah, no, yeah, Ron. Ron Wood and Keith Richards really the guitar stuff didn't. I didn't yeah. really like it that much, yeah. but it was. But I was more into the Hendrix thing, you know, so it was kind of more solo right. and all that. Whereas right. they weren't, you know, but Jeff Beck, on the other hand, he was always, uh, you could never figure out what the hell he was doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know? he was like, it's pretty oh, wild. How the heck.
1: Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like, still to this day, you know. He, his brilliant. style
0: actually is very jazzy to me. I don't know if it sounds For sure. to me. But, right? but he
1: literally didn't jazz tunes you know right. uh, like you know uh, literally
0: jazz well wired you know, so, uh, I mean, the album wired yeah. doesn't have any lyrics on it seems to be yeah, yeah. was what,
1: it was it blow by blow and there's a there's few of those albums hits. back then that
0: yeah i don't That's know something. that one
1: but yeah. Yeah. but anyway look the, the the point is that he actually was doing jazz yeah you yeah. know and he he's kind of sort of come around the other side too because you know he realizes you know where you know, but people want to see that they don't. Want, they don't want to see the jazz stuff, really. You know, they want to see the, the rock and roll stuff. Yeah. You know, otherwise, you wouldn't have. You know, uh, Johnny Depp playing guitar on there. Right, yeah.
0: Johnny Depp. All right. Well, as we as we move towards closing, I like to close on 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 pot, something positive, but I wanted to look a little bit ahead. To you know, like I mean, I'm sure you follow pop music to some extent. Do you still? Eh, kind bit? of. Not so much. Eh, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering what you think of it. Do, do you think pop music has gone down the toilet? Do you think it's just as good as it ever was? Do you think maybe, like, I'm wondering what your thoughts are about how it is now and the future of it?
1: Okay. Well, I'll put it to you this way I think there is and there always has been good music coming up. It's just finding it is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh no, but you know that being that being said like, you know, uh I come across stuff all the time that I love. Like this band Bloody Wood. You know these guys? No. no. They're Check a, it out. Well, Look look them up. They're they're an Indian heavy metal band. <laughs> Bloody Bloody Wood they're called. And it's absolutely fantastic. It's oh. fucking great. Yeah. It really is really is something and and I saw this I was like, I sent it to everyone I could think of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, so I really liked that. And uh, what, have, what have I seen recently Did some other thing came up? Um, shit. Uh, uh, the Avid Brothers, you, have mm-hmm. you ever heard of them? No. Yeah. Right. There's a song called No Hard Feelings. Mm-hmm. You, you should write these down. And yeah, know, no, there. actually, I am. Yeah. Uh the the Avid brothers, it's like A V E T T brothers. And the video watch the video. No hard feelings. And the and other actually, was
0: uh mega mega Indian. No,
1: bl- bloody Wood.
0: Bloody Wood. <laughs> Funny name. Oh, but they're but the, you you're
1: gonna you're gonna die when you see yeah. that. They're absolutely yeah. fantastic. Um hey, So
0: you, I'm like, just curious. So is this pop music, or is this stuff that you ferreted out that's not hugely popular? Well, it,
1: it's stuff yeah. that's come it's come under my radar. and I'm like, holy shit, that's good, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So those those two, like that song by the Avid Brothers, is is just absolutely killer. Mm-hmm. It's killer. It's I'm I, I guess it's pop music. I don't know. Well, don't the reason what I ask is, is, you
0: know? is that boot sauce, because like it's sort of like, as I said, I wanted to do your your life and work up to the end of the boot sauce here boot sauce were were more or less aiming at a pop trying to break into the popular sphere is that a reasonable assessment do you think i mean you wanted to sell lots of records in the u.s and all that kind of stuff right yeah i mean so, uh, but
1: yeah i'd be lying if we if we weren't so you, th- th- you th- say you were we didn't want to to
0: do a pop like you were trying to aim at what might sell in the pop world so i'm wondering is that a reasonable assessment first of all do, do you think is that well? I don't mean to. Insult okay, well, let Music, I, obviously. I mean,
1: sure. I mean, we kind of always had the same sort of idea, you know, which was dance music mixed with heavy metal, kind of. Right. Thing. That was sort of what that was sort of the basis for 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 what I was thinking, at least, you know. uh That's kind of where where I was coming from, and and we sort of, you know. We did. We did end up with with some stuff like that. Like the last the last actual bootsauce album, which which was recorded with John Fryer um, in the UK. That one has got like some of our heaviest heaviest kind of rock guitar tunes.
0: Is that on the it, one with the guy from Motorhead, um, Lemmy? Did what, didn't he play on one of your albums? Or yeah, he's
1: that's it? that's yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's on the second. That's on Bull. No, this okay, was Bull. the the. Uh, this was the last album, and okay. um,
0: um, so you were aiming at a hybrid, a hybrid between heavy metal and what was the other thing you just and
1: dance music. and dance, right? Okay. Yeah, so we wanted we fun. wanted people to be able to dance to it and you know have some fun, you know, right, and also and, and walk out. Really, yeah, rock
0: yeah.
1: right out, you know, that was the whole point, you know, it, it it was it was that was what I was looking for, okay, and. I mean, I think we were pretty. We 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 did we did well with it, and in fact, I think if more people had heard the songs, more people would have liked it for sure. Yeah, you know, uh, it's just the way things happen. And also, with us, we were on the weird cusp because our first album actually came on a vinyl, new oh, right. on vinyl, right? 1980, but then we. Right. Right,
0: yeah. What, no, it Late. was like nineteen ninety or something. Right. 80, and it was still or 90, actual 90. records like you know, yeah, yeah no, no it, it came out it yeah. came out on vinyl.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could go to
0: Phantasmagoria
1: and buy the album.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's how far back this is. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's it. Anyway, CD. so but
1: because and we are we so we between then and when we sort of ended in ninety five, say, uh it that was sort of when Napster came in. So we got lost in the transition.
0: Right. You know, between right. between interesting.
1: but but between vinyl, cd and napster. Mm-hmm. Right? So interesting. When 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 the napster thing really took off, we were like we would have been like the last band to 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 be put up <laughs> on Napster, you know? Maybe a couple of songs here and there. But well, like for instance, you couldn't get Bootsauce on Spotify until last year. Wow! You no,
0: know? interesting. Yeah, what was that about? Was that just your former record company? No, uni- the ball or... they,
1: didn't, they didn't. care. Yeah, they didn't, just didn't care. They literally didn't care. And the thing is, I was, I was poking the hornet's nest by putting Bootsauce songs in all my videos. You know, I was going to see. Okay, who's going to who's going to sue me
0: here? You know, it's <laughs> you your out. own music.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <To> <laughs> find out that's
0: hilarious i
1: mean yeah i mean i i I didn't even know who owns the music i I still don't
0: actually it's universal but anyway universal yeah okay so so part of it so there's almost a a functional issue there with just the transition technologically which yeah that's it we
1: we we got lost in got lost in the transition for sure right you know
0: i i mean yeah It, it seems like like the the napster thing really was like a kind of a nuclear bomb to the to the, the whole music world in some senses, and then things have reconfigured now, where YouTube and other things are now counted. Spotify, it's kind of like yeah. you know, at, for for younger artists coming up, there's a way through that now. That yeah yeah know,
1: well that that, uh, that 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 is true, but but okay, <clears throat> it's a sort of again sort of what I was saying earlier that it's much easier to get an album out now. Anyone can oh, put
0: an album absolutely. out absolutely. You, yeah. you
1: know, like I, I, you know, literally, I've, there are some albums that have come out that are just like whatever. I mean, those, those. those I can't remember who was it on the, the guys that put out thirty seconds of silence, really? so that they, they have their their. <laughs> they, I remember hearing about. So they're, yeah, they're, so their fans could play it on Spotify on loop, wow. right? So they made thousands and thousands of euros out of this because Spotify wow. count after thirty seconds, you know. Interesting. Anyway, so but so the there's that and the thing is like i just decided for myself at least that i don't care about who's doing what or anything i'm going to do what i want to do and you know i don't care if i make it or not what do i what do i care you know <laughs> yeah. i'm 60 years old i don't care if if my songs play on spotify <laughs> you know what i mean and and because of that attitude I've had eighty thousand streams on Spotify.
0: Amazing, yeah. I, 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 I was I'm, I was really impressed with the just on YouTube. A lot of it. you have a lot yeah. of views on YouTube. When yeah. I look at the numbers, there, it's, yeah, um, it's
1: it's. And the thing is, I do it all from sitting here at my desk <laughs> in my kitchen. <laughs> like you can't see, but that way is the kitchen, like literally there. I can reach into the kitchen, <laughs>
0: grab your coffee. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. No, and it's I. So, so that's, it's, that's that's that's. That's that's what I mean. It's so much easier for everyone like, to do anything now. So I'm happy that uh, be, because it actually levels the playing field in totally. a way, because totally. you can you can anyone can put an album out, and that's why someone like say Thundercat or something like that, you know, can come out out of nowhere, and just like blow up. Oh, yeah, th- yeah, yeah, blow up. And Thundercat wouldn't have blown up, you know, whatever you in know, the nineties, fifteen whatever. years ago,
0: it- yeah. It seems like when you were a young musician, the, the technique that all the young musicians tried to do was to get to a record company and sign a contract. That was the objective. And then the record only. company would deal with all the promotion and do all the work. And they, they had all the capital to, to press records and all that.
1: But, yeah, But, but, but here's yeah. the thing. That was the, only, that was the only way to do it. Yeah. There was no other way of doing it. <laughs> there was no other way of doing it. You couldn't do it yourself. Well, okay. There's only so many cassette
0: tapes you can make in your bedroom and try and sell privately at shows. That's exactly it. And like, uh,
1: so there's like, my dad, for instance, had his own little label. So he'd put out an album, and they'd sell two or three thousand copies, but he was making all the money from it. So if you you know if it was if he was selling for fifteen dollars every you single know, record you, yeah yeah do the, the math small you know? fee so it's,
0: for the pressing yeah. and all that but the rest yeah, is, and that's it yeah, so, so, right. so you
1: make 150 grand off it so wait right? right.
0: woohoo. yeah excellent <laughs> yeah. whereas you when know? you with polygram they're getting what 90 percent or whatever something yeah we
1: sold right. 650 thousand albums and and <laughs> and maybe made three grand
0: <laughs> right right <laughs> That, that raises a question. You know, do, do you think those record companies were abusive? Like, because this is a common charge. Well, people,
1: I think I know. think that we got abused for sure. Mm. I mean, I, I look. I'm not sure who to point fingers at, but we 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 definitely lost money, yeah. and we were definitely ripped yeah. off. Yeah. And 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 I think in the industry, famously so. You know. Uh, yeah. But, I, but you know, the thing about it is. I don't care.
0: Yeah. You know, you made those records. And that's, that's it. You know,
1: and, I, you know right. look, I, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta say that if there's any lawyers out there and you want to help us <laughs> see what where the money is, I will gladly split Still it. your you.
0: former record company. Is that, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, no, yeah. Look, I mean, I it's, don't want to sue anybody. No, I just want to no. get what, what's, what's our fair share. You know, that's right. all that. That'd be yeah. fine. That'd be enough for me. I'm not trying to, you know, whatever, yeah mm. well
0: it seems like and, you know, it, was, you it, was, it was a very tough business because you know the record companies i think they they also lost a lot of money on lesser known artists and then and what they're trying to do is they're trying to get a madonna or a rolling stones to make it all those kind of like smaller bands that they yeah. actually invest a lot in yeah but, pay but, back, but, right that's the business model Right. And, yes. and then once you're Madonna or the Rolling Stones, then you make your own record company. But then those original records that went big are still you're still getting some revenues from that. Right. It's...
1: Well, that's true. And, and it's also the reason why you like Taylor Swift has redone all her albums. Right. <laughs> she redid all her albums. I didn't know that. Like No, like no for a Note redone them so that she doesn't have to wow. pay. Wow. Okay, the, so then those...
0: she represses them and reissues yeah. them. Yeah, and they're, re, them and they're, they're
1: redone. So they're, they're the same albums <laughs> with the same helps. songs, but <laughs> wow. redone so that she owns the Masters and everything else. And and because her fans love her so much, they, go and they buy won't those. buy the old ones. Right. They'll only buy right. the new ones.
0: I, I'm yeah. sort of confused about that legally. Couldn't the record company strangely... Say, well, that's plagiarism. It sounds weird because she's the artist, but well, I, like, yeah, note for we, note, and the picture's the same on the cover, everything's identical. Is that, yeah, identical? I think, no. uh, of course, it would look I'm not terrible. exactly sure about this, but it would be a terrible book for the record company to go after, yeah, to, you do, know I mean? to do, that, do that, but but after. also, um,
1: I don't know how to put. Uh,
0: how to formulate um, that. Is that just think about this, thing? but
1: okay. For instance, have you ever gone? You ever gone on the streaming, you know, on Spotify or somewhere, and and so although that song, I used to love that song. You go play it, and it's not the version you remember. It's okay. because there's more than just Taylor Swift re-releasing oh, the old okay. stuff again. Interesting, yeah, you know. I've noticed that on yes. the radio
0: because where I listen to a lot of pop music is, um, you know, I'm, when I'm in my car. I in because I like that's my way of trying to stay in touch and you know, and and I noticed sometimes I hear a song that I know and I'm like wow it sounds a little bit different like I'm and I think I always think it's me like I'm like I might yeah no I it think I or think or, a, yeah, I don't a
1: lot of a lot of times it's people that have re recorded their old hits to get out of bad contracts
0: wow you know so interesting. So this yeah. this might be a good closer. Is that in the? Is there a Boot Sauce reunion in the, in the in the works? Then could you guys get back together and do that? Might be.
1: Well, okay, I'll put it to you this way. It was in the works. Really?
0: Okay. It was,
1: yeah, but it's. Uh, I, I I I doubt it'll happen now. Yeah, that's yeah. too bad. Uh, yeah, we, we we did talk about it, and everyone was in, and we were, you know. Kind of ready to start thinking about finding a new manager and whatever else to do. And you know, we were going to release a single and you know try to boot, you know reboot something that way. And but I can't see it happening now. Yeah. Although although I'll put I'll also say that I I wouldn't be surprised if we do another song.
0: Right. Okay. Sometime. And release a single or some yeah. sort of maybe a record yeah. recorded music. Yeah, well, well, yeah. I mean,
1: I, I like one one song. Okay, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if that happens somewhere down the line. But it's again, we kind of lost. We, we weren't big enough to have the sort of um you know the the, the, the oldies, uh, you know, rocket to the oldies guys right. you know, thing going. <laughs> right, you know? right. Uh, so yeah. so we kind of missed out on that, and we were gonna do it what was it the tw- 25th anniversary or 30th anniversary of the of the Brown album or some, you know, we were, that was no, actually, no, that, that's what it was. It was the 31st anniversary of the Brown <laughs> okay, album. Okay.
0: That's, that's, yeah, that's funny. That's, that, that, yeah. that's actually totally in keeping with boot sauce. Yeah. yeah anymore, right?
1: So we were, yeah. we were, we yeah. had it all on the go. We spoke we all spoke and everything else. And, uh, okay. and we were, we were, we were at least in, uh, in a place where we would have done it.
0: Hmm. Okay, but it's not and going to happen now.
1: I don't yeah. think it's going to happen now. And I, I mean, I don't. I don't even live in the same country, you know. Yeah. You, you well, know what I mean?
0: British Columbia and, uh, and Yeah, he's Ron in, in, in BC
1: and and yeah,
0: so it's kind of. I mean just yeah, logistically and, it's hard, right? It's just yeah. yeah. I
1: mean it was it was one thing when we were all in Canada. At least then we could sort of get, <laughs> fly to Montreal and start from there, you know, or whatever. Right. But now it's yeah. I, I, I yeah. But a song, I could see that happening because that way I could I could just, you know, transfer transfer my side and Al could put his stuff on and Perry yeah, yeah. could do his thing and Drew sing over it. That I could see happening. Mm-hmm. But um that's it's not, not going to happen. That's probably where
0: where. Okay. Um, what about um, just as, as, a, as, a, as a closer would be, maybe you could talk about, a little bit about maybe what we're going to talk about next time, your current projects, just like kind of a teaser. And then this album you were talking about, maybe you could tell us a bit about that. Maybe that might right, be well, interesting.
1: Yeah. The, the, what I've been doing is trying to, well, basically I, I recorded everything that, that I'm doing just sitting here and then i decided which songs are going to you know some of them have some vocals some of them don't some of them are old songs that i just redid uh and so those are those two albums that are out right now um and then there's a third album which myself and and alan baculus did together which was the brain smack album and that right. thing is amazing too that's a really that's still cool together
0: cuz i remember when you were doing brain smack here in yeah it's it's, it's it's it's
1: up yeah. on spotify and everywhere you can go you can go listen to it now okay okay uh Right. So then, uh, so now what is left is I've got, I'd say I'm 75% through the next record, uh, next record of another 10 tunes, say. And I'll be having people like, uh, uh, well, I don't know if I can even say, but I'll have some fam- some famous. Don't jazz have guys to name names,
0: but just some of you know, the so there, names there, might there'll, there'll be some, on there, right?
1: Yeah. There'll be, you know, some, some relatively famous. Uh, You know, jazz guys on there playing as well, soloing over the stuff, and also a couple of songs. So it'll be sort of the same thing as the last couple of albums, but it's just you know getting better as as I go along. You know, that's you know that's basically it. And then when that one's done, I'll get ready on
0: the next one. (laughs) Keep going, right? I mean yeah. that's that's what it's all about. It's just doing making music and uh, like I mean just you know m- my father um he's he was he had his teeth he was a horn player, so his teeth he was a musician all his life he loved playing right into his seventies, he would still go do shows gigs his, and paying yeah, like yeah. gigs and everything, and then his teeth you know his teeth finally went in for horn players it's really important for you him. need to have them yeah really. so um, so he went. He's actually trying to have his teeth redone. He's trying to get back into it now because he just loves doing it so much. He just loves. Yeah. Well, I mean, the there's, horn, you know? there's no
1: reason. There's no reason not to do it yeah. if you if you're still able. Why, why not? I mean, uh, I was like speaking of Joe Rogan from earlier. Um, I just watched his interview with uh, with Roger Waters. Roger Waters is 79. He's out touring, and I don't know if I don't know if you've seen any of the stuff from the new show. Is it? amazing
0: wow amazing yeah you know well, uh, great I, I we saw the Rolling Stones in 2015 in Quebec City and it was just great I mean it was fantastic yeah. on the uh, Plains of Abraham well actually America, they were you know
1: they were they were probably better then
0: than when I saw them <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny because I saw them in 1989 in Toronto at the Sky Dome and they were kind of like old, like they were known as the old dudes then. Even though they were yeah, like younger yeah. than I am now, right? You know. And then I yeah, saw them again, to... and they were just, you know. So.
1: Yeah, and the thing is that half the people that saw them are dead now. Yeah.
0: From then, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and they're still going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, Charlie Watts is now gone, but makes you uh, wonder yeah. how long the Stones are going to keep going. They...
1: Oh, they'll 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 keep going until until Keith so, is dead. Keith, yeah, Keith, is or the... Keith or Mickey.
0: Yeah, one of those two, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. funny as a side note too, how like Daryl Jones is was their bass player when I saw them, and now they have Steve Jordan. It's almost yeah. like they're becoming a black band as they, Well they always they, they always were heard of that musically, yeah. right? But then now yeah, they're a rhythm and blues band, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're literally a rhythm and blues band, you know, that's yeah. like, that's what they were. Their you goal know, was to right be the, the
0: best blues band in London. That was their goal yeah. in nineteen sixty two or whatever, right? You know, so I think
1: they they think they did okay.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Come in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen. That's a kind of a positive note to end on. So um, I want to thank you again, Sonny. This has been really, really cool. And um, it's 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 you are perhaps the best known person I've interviewed, which tells you something about my podcast, right? If you, if you're the biggest hey. star, right? You know, Chris yeah, Berry being another well, one, right? So well, look. You
1: know, I, I, I'm happy to I'm happy to do it. And yeah. you know, you know, myself and Chris had had dinner in Spain uh, not so long ago, and we,
0: we we had some fun. We had some
1: stories to tell. He, yeah,
0: <laughs> he told me about that. I I just because I had never met him until I went out with you know Christian Gravener.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. from
0: the Mirror. And yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, pretty yeah, good friends with him now. He's been on the podcast a bunch of times. He's an interesting yeah. guy. And so he invited me out to this kind of thing that he does with all these big montreal people like robbie dylan and all this so i went out and chris was there and robbie Dill- yeah robbie dylan used to used to work with albert nierenberg and uh he's a writer for um, um uh you know what's that vice you know he wrote for vice uh, yeah, anyway another neil it? cameron was in that group and uh, yeah okay yeah. So he's kind of big montreal names and so I, I was very honored to be invited. And it was, you know, we were supposed to wear like kind of a suit and top, not a suit, but just, you know, and Chris yeah. was there and uh, he told me, he said, yeah, Sonia, man. You know, he said, I remember touring with Bootsy." He told me about how he, yeah, yeah. he opened for you guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, there's a, there might be a story or two there.
0: All right. Well, listen, that's a, that's a perfect teaser. Maybe, maybe we, maybe yeah, yeah. those can come up for the next one. So anyone listening to this, I'm sure there's going to be, thousands of people and they're on the edge of their seats right so that's so yeah. the next one right, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah absolutely absolutely no no problem do it anytime but let's let's wait till after the, the, that's the next album's yeah, out be, we'll that. album out and then we'll do the album that'll be cool yeah cool thanks really thank you
0: Thank you for listening to today's guest on the Mega Blast Podcast. I've been your host, Jason McDonald. This podcast is brought to you by Arts and Opinion, an online journal, which is also available in the permanent archives of Canada. Visit us online at artsandopinion.com.